Jesus Christ, you people suck. Wow. Wolverine on a Six one one, baby. Episode six hundred eleven, for July twentieth, twenty twenty seven, twenty twenty. On the show this week, we have Drew. I am here. Oh, that's deep and sexy. That's right. <laughs> so we also have Anthony. I wasn't expecting that. <clears throat> Ooh, uh, and finally we got the Wombert. Yep. In this bitch. In this bitch. And it's it's finally here. Three weeks. Hurrah. What was that? Are you like muting and unmuting? No. Oh. <laughs> Why did it cut out? Is it are you throwing a, a bouncy ball against the wall? <laughs> uh <laughs> no, I'm not. So okay, all right. Well, hopefully that doesn't continue. There's a weird. It's a weird. It, it sounds like somebody's like knocking at your. Okay, well then. Oh, he just left. Oh, hello. Oh, now he's back. This is I'm an back. awesome intro, by the way. This is working out well. <laughs> and now he's not talking at all. So maybe I shouldn't have come back. Oh no, Drew! Don't say that. Okay. All right, we're just gonna we'll just, uh, right. he'll, we'll, he'll sort it out. We'll, yep. we'll sort it out. <laughs> just, oh my God. Um. <laughs> All right. Well, what I was talking about it included Wombat quite a bit because we we've been playing that that Ghost of Tsushima like three weeks. Yeah, finally you can talk about it. I know, right? We've been sitting. We weren't even allowed to like say anything, but like, hey, we got that game, which is weird. We weren't even we had it until uh, the 30th. What? What's going your on? Mic, I think your mic came unplugged. I want to let everybody who's listening know about the, the quality of production values of the show. They're phenomenal. Wow. <laughs> Not even five minutes in. I'm having a good time. I don't know about y'all. Uh, this is some bullshit. <laughs> All right. I mean, sound fine now. We'll see how long that lasts. Uh, okay. So yeah, we've been playing Ghost of Tsushima for like three weeks. I played Indeed. it for a couple hours. Ooh. Is it that- Tsushima? 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 Tsushima. No, Tsushima. Tsushima. Got it. I was always calling it Tsushima. I think my favorite thing is that everybody keeps calling it ghosts. Yeah, it's just uh, one. It's just, yeah, one it's just one ghost. Yeah, it's just one ghost, dude. I kind of want to play that game, but when can I actually ever play a video game? 
<sighs> well, it's a big one. That's yeah, what I'm it assuming. Is. It's like as big as like probably what Assassin's Creed Odyssey. No, 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 not no. quite that I, big. No, yeah, I don't think anything's that big. Assassin's Creed Origin. <laughs> um, it's probably somewhat comparable to Assassin's Creed Origin. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So 30, a- 30, 40 hours. Uh, no, no, no. It's it's more than forty hours. I, well, you could mainline it in twenty five. You could if you just went through the main quest. You could you could beat it and probably. I think honestly, you could probably beat it in twenty, maybe fifteen, if you played it on easy. Yeah, if you just went straight and did the story missions, you could probably do it in fifteen hours. Yeah, but you would be. That would be very ill advised for this game. Yeah, because like some of those. That's what we were talking before. The embargo lifted about how, like a lot of the side missions give me those not quite as deep as Witcher side missions, but like the writing and and what they're having you do. Now, granted, that was one of the issues that I had with the game was that those missions are interesting at the beginning, but then it's usually like, oh, here's a Mongol or a bandit camp. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true, but they're not all so especially. Let's just kind of give an overview for everybody. So um, there are, they call missions in this game tales. Um, So there are different kind of tales. There's Jin's journey, which is like the main story quest. And there are usually, um, depending on the act you are in, there are, you know, five to six or seven Jin tales in each act. Um, and then there are um, Tales of Tsushima, which there those are also kind of broken up. There are character-specific side quests where there are certain allies that you meet in the game as you're trying to sort of gather up the remaining folks that could help you on the island. Um and each one of those character specific quests and for the most part have nine tales within their character arc um and the way it works is you'll be able to play say four of those tales in the first act another four of them in the second act and then one in the last act um so those quests are different and are much more deep um and do some different things um, compared to the legitimate, what you would refer to in most any other game as a side quest, which is sort of your smaller scale, you know, hey, uh, bandits stole this person's food, um, go, you know, chase down the bandits, kill them and take the food back, that kind of stuff. Yeah, which um, those are like you run into people in camps and cities and they're like, right. hey, here's my problem, go solve it. Yes. And then sometimes you'll rescue somebody from you'll you'll see Mongols like, you know, in a forest somewhere with somebody captive. You kill the Mongols, you save the captive and the captive will sometimes say, you know, I heard the Mongols have um, have taken over the bridge in X, Y, Z. And then that'll add a, a mission for you. Rumor location. Yeah. Rumored location. Um, and then the last sort of grouping of missions are called mythic tales where they are, um, they're like exactly what they're, they're described as they're myths and legends, uh, on the Island. And, uh, those are usually also a little bit longer. And at the end, 
you'll unlock something special. So it could be a new type of weapon. It could be a new um, combat technique. could be new armor. Um, it just depends on the, uh, the myth. But uh, those are some of my favorite. Um, there's one specifically, and it's, it's not a spoiler just to tell you what it's called, but there's one called the Six Blades of Kojiro um, that is excellent. Uh, it unlocks once you get to Act 2. Um, and it's, it's definitely worth playing. Does this have RPG elements like, you know, you now have a chest plate that's different or leg plate, stuff like that? No, it's a little bit different than that. So the, um, the armor in this game, you've got three sort of pieces. There's a helmet or a hat, there's a mask, and then there's the actual armor itself, like the full body armor. Um, and you don't, um, you unlock masks and hats sort of in piecemeal, but those don't actually, they're just cosmetic. Um, the masks and the hats are purely cosmetic. The armor you unlock as full sets and each set has, um, different benefits. So like there's, um, uh, there's samurai clan armor that you unlock relatively early on in one of the character side quests that looks like sort of your traditional samurai armor. Um, and that, uh, also has the side benefits of reducing damage, giving you an increase to your health, um, and giving you an increase to your, um, what they call resolve, which you use to heal yourself and do special techniques. Um, and then each one of the, and then, so for example, that's just one armor. There's another armor that you unlock later on through a mythic quest that's specifically built for people who use the bow a lot. So it, it increases your reload speed. It increases how much time you can do the concentration time slowdown thing. Um, and so each one of the armors that you acquire gives you different, um, benefits to your stats for usually a different play style. There's one for a more stealth heavy play style. Um, that's kind of the way the armor upgrade system works. And then you collect throughout the game different, um, you collect supplies, you collect iron or steel or uh, bamboo or you wood. Um, and you can use those to then upgrade each one of those armors. Um, I think all of them have four upgrade levels. Um, and then as you upgrade them, they not only give you better stats, but they change cosmetically as well. Um, and then the nice thing is they do give you the ability um, to go back to the visual style of a previous armor upgrade um, while still keeping the benefits of the most recent upgrade. So if you upgrade a piece of armor and you don't like the way it looks now, you can go back to the way it looked before and still keep the benefits of it. Gotcha. So and then on top, it's not like a it's not like a game where you're going to get lots of loot constantly. No, no you know, no I, I think yeah. There's well, there's there's the crafting loot, but that's not really not loot in the sense. But of yeah, it's not like colored. And, it's not like colored loot or. So it's not like right. The Witcher, where you know you're going to get this yellow piece of armor, or you could get like a green piece, which is like part yeah. of a set. 
No, every no, no, every no. piece of armor is kind of like like Ryan was saying has its own distinction. Like there's the one for traveling that like unlocks because the, when you go around the map it unlocks like fog of war. Like if you've been there, then it's a, then it's viewable. And there's a set of armor that makes that like twenty percent bigger. Gotcha. And now, so so each piece of armor kind of has its own um, white, green, blue, yellow sort of upgrade system within it. Um, but you don't unlock new pieces to it. Um, yep. And then on the weapon side, um, you kind of keep the same weapons the whole time, but they upgrade as well. Um, and then there is, there's one new weapon that you unlock throughout the actual, um, like through the mish- the mythic quests. Um, and then you unlock a bunch of tools. So um, when you start out, obviously based on the way the story works, you don't start out with a bunch of stealth tools. Um, you sort of unlock those as the game progresses. Um, they call them ghost weapons in this game. Um, but like, so, um, you unlock, uh, you know, kunai and then you unlock smoke bombs and you unlock say, like that kind knife, of stuff. The knife isn't usable until a specific mission. Correct. Yeah. So you, you unlock the, the, um, the Tonto knife, um, after a specific mission. So, and then one of the things that I mentioned this in my review, one of the cool things, and this isn't, this isn't a spoiler because everybody knows at this point, the, the point of the game is that Jin's a samurai and he's conflicted as the game goes on about using the stealth stuff because it's kind of against his code of honor, but it's what's necessary to rescue the island. Um, and so when you start out, your stealth kills are pretty sloppy um and brutal and they they take longer um and so then as the game progresses and you upgrade your knife um the the kills become much quieter and much faster this um, game is all very brutal it is that's very <laughs> Holy true shit. just I... just wait anthony it gets oh, much, i'm sure the, it gets the much worse blood spray reminds me of shinobi on ps2 where you'd slice into a guy and it would just be a ton of blood yeah like it's so violent yeah it's very violent and it gets it gets even more violent as the game goes on oh so do you do you level up is there an experience okay what is it legend yeah Yeah, you do you increase your legend and um as you do that you earn technique points that you can use um there so there's it's broken the technique points are broken down into three things there's Samurai ghost and stances. And so on the samurai side, you can make it easier to parry. You can make it easier to dodge. Um, you can, uh, make it so that the wind will point to like some of the points of interest on the map. Um, the ghost side, you make your tools better. You, um, learn to do new things. Um, and then, uh, with the stances, as the game goes on, um, by either killing or observing enemy leaders, you earn stance points. And once you get enough stance points, you'll earn a new stance. And so there's a stance that's effective against people who have swords. There's a stance that's effective against people who have shields, spears, and um, what they call brutes, which are the big heavy guys with either hammers or axes. And so as you unlock those stances... You can then use them in combat when you're facing those enemies, and they're more effective against that specific enemy type. Um, the game so will yeah. yell at you constantly, though. And that's something I kind of had a problem with. Was like, 
you get into a fight and it becomes like this ballet of switching between the stances, which it does become very second nature at a point. But yep. sometimes I would be in like the shield stance and I would hit a spear guy and the game would slow down for a second and be like, did you know that the moon stance is effective against shield? I was like, yeah, I know I'm 30 hours in. I got it. I just hit the wrong button. Yeah. Yeah, it does do that for sure. <laughs> like, like even, like even, hours into it it's still doing it every time i do it i'm like i know man i only messed up once leave me alone yeah they really should um they really should have made that a um an option to to turn that off um and they may they've added in some other options um via patches even before the game was released i think it had three patches before it even released yeah it did. um so they um they may add that in Eventually, but uh, Drew also on the the gear side. Before I forget, um, you can also unlock um, like colors for the uh, the armor pieces that you get um, as well. So you can unlock um, you know different different color options both for your sword and for your um, armor. Uh, by you collect flowers and then that <laughs> yeah. flower, those flowers get turned into dye, which uh, you can use to dye the armor and the uh, swords. Flowers are your currency. Yes, they are. <laughs> they are indeed. So, yeah, I mean, we've already kind of d- dove into it, but obviously as anybody who read my review uh, can attest, I absolutely love this game. It's to me, um, it's one of the best games of the generation. Um, it is probably at this point, my favorite PlayStation exclusive of the generation. Um, it's also probably the best looking open world game I've ever played. Um, and it, it just, the combat's fantastic. The story's fantastic. Um, it plays, it does. I, I've never seen a game, um, meld together the story it's telling with the way you play the game as well as this one does there were times where depending on what my last interaction was with a character in the game it changed the way i played so if if i had just interacted with someone who was you know shaming me about using stealth or not not behaving like a samurai it there was a part of me in my head the next mission i played that was like man i better I should probably be a little more samurai-like here, even though the game doesn't force me to do that. Um, it's just the nature of the interactions with the characters um, sort of uh, put that in the back of my head as I was playing the game. And you genuinely, especially at the beginning, um, it does a good job of balancing between the combat is tough enough that it makes stealth want to be an appealing option but the story is telling you that you should not want stealth to be the appealing option. So it, it really kind of plays with your emotions back and forth, especially at the beginning of the game. I like um, the fact that it does the, like after the first time you do a stealth kill, it it shows you him caring that he did something wrong. Like it's, it, I, like I, I have to kind of say, bring up the game of course, but um. Uh, two weeks ago or three weeks ago, whenever The Last of Us 2 came out, I said, like, I don't think the conversation about killing is bad in a video game is, like, most people playing the video game, 99.9% of people playing the video game know killing is bad. 
what I think is interesting about this game is that they're not they're not saying that because clearly the bad guys are killing people. Like the Mongols are the bad guys. They come in, they invade, they're taking people hostage or using them as prisoners or slaves. And it's showing you how bad these people are. But then it's not also scolding you being like, well, you like it is telling you like, hey, you should have some honor in killing. It's the thing that separates you from them. And I really think that's interesting, not only on the video, like on the story side of things, um, but in the uh, video game side, because I mean, you can just sneak into a camp and kill everyone, or you can march your way in, be like, I am here, <laughs> fight me. <laughs> and it changes the gameplay. Yeah. And yeah, for sure. That. It's, it's so hard to talk about sort of the overall themes of the game without spoiling anything. This is all um, early on. Like I've only yeah, played yeah, yeah. for an hour. I don't know much about outside of this. Like, I've only played, sorry, probably two hours now. Um, so I don't know much outside of that. Um, I mean, that's the whole story. Like, yeah, the culmination of the. But did you finish it, Ryan? Uh, not not quite. I so I did. I Ken and I approached things a little bit differently as we played early on. Um, my focus was cleaning out everything before I moved on to the next act. Um, so I played, um, you know, all the, the side missions on each section of the island before I finished the story missions and moved on to the next act. So I've got a couple missions left, Ken. Okay. Cause I want to know there's, there's the ending is a decision, right? And I want to know what you take and I want to know how it changes. Yep. Because obviously when you finish the game, you can go back and do stuff. And it's actually beneficial because when you finish it, it marks everything on the map. Oh, okay. So it, it's easy to go. It like it shows you the map after the the credits and it's like, boom, 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 boom. Here are the things you need to do. Go do those things. But there's like a whole story that happened after I finished it. And I want to know how it's different on the other side. And depending on which decision you make, we may make the same decision. But I'm curious what the other one is. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, my plan is to to wrap it up here um, over the next several days. Um, I, I really don't have much further to go. So um, that fucking ending is. I want to say that I am. I'm really glad they chose. They're not all Japanese, which I know will still upset some people, but they they chose Asian actors to portray the Eng, like the English dialogue as well. I know a lot of those people, like the dude, uh, the bow dude is the scientist from Lost, the guy that ran the stations. Yeah, Sensei Ishikawa. Yeah, Ishikawa is, is and Mexico. I've seen Mexico somewhere, and I can't place her. The, the writing, the writing, the writing, in it, especially with the um, Sensei Ishikawa, the dialogue between you two had me laughing. Because it's, oh, he's hilarious! He's, he's so yeah, he's rude great. and mean, and it's great. Uh, it's this. This bow feels like it was made for me. Well, it wasn't. So don't break it. Yeah, yeah. Um, the there's a so I will say there's a um. So as you get deeper into each one of these characters' sort of side stories, um, they I I cannot stress enough how important it is to play those character specific side stories as you play through the game, not just because of the story that gets told for each of those characters, but for the way 
it sort of influences gins. Um, like it, it just, they, they, they give you so much sort of backstory and context for everything that Jen's dealing with. Um, particularly there's a, um, there's a character later on in the game that, um, uh, uh, again, not to, I'm not going to spoil anything, but there's a character later on in the game that, um, uh, knows, uh, Jen's family very well. And, she has three missions and there's, there's very little combat through her three missions. Um, but it is, you get an incredibly dense amount of backstory on Jen and his father and his uncle and his family. And, um, it's, uh, to the point that I almost feel like they should have made it a main story mission. Um, cause it adds so much context to his character. Um, did you play on because I know Ken was playing on PS4 Pro. Did you play on the standard PS4? No, I play I, I have a Pro. Okay, so I have a regular PS4. And I know somebody was saying this game ran like garbage. Was that correct, Ken? I believe the statement was this this it opening like sequence uh frame rate is trash. Uh there is there is a there is a slight dip, and by that I mean it's clearly that it's dipped, but it has never been No, I wanna I wanna point this out that Digital Foundry did the thing, and they said that it dips to 28 or 29, and I'm yeah. like, when has this been considered trash? Yeah, no, it, it is, like, it's noticeable, but it was, like, okay, it, like, it was, like, I can see that it's happened, but I'm not playing the game at this point, and this game still looks fantastic. So oh, it's the not, art direction in this game is unparalleled. No, like, you're right, but I mean, like, I'm just saying, like, it hasn't... Because you know when frames start to stutter, you can sometimes have that that sort of blending. Sure. Frames that didn't happen. Um, no, it, it does not. Hard to pace them out. I think there's. I think there's actually decent frame pacing still, but maybe I'm crazy. I don't know. Um, but like uh, Dice K, uh, Suji, who plays uh, Jin, like his facial expressions. I, I'm like, holy shit. And then I look up the guy and he, of course it looks just like him, but it, I was just like, this is amazing. Uh, you know, they, the sweat running down his forehead at one scene and I'm like, holy shit. But I, I was, I'm impressed by him. Uh, Eric Steinberg, I know that sounds weird, but um, the uh, plays Lord Shimura, um, who's also uh Sub-Zero in Mortal Kombat Legacy, apparently. Um, like, he's great. And then, I think my favorite character so far is the villain. Oh, Khan. Khan, yeah. yeah. Kotun Khan. Yeah. Khan. Uh, I kept calling him Koto Khan because I was Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah. He's play, apparently played by a gentleman named Patrick Gallagher, who, again, they made the character look like him. He's so good and intimidating. Like, holy shit. His I, nonchalant of like, yeah, you're going to do what I say. I, yeah. I just, it's so well done and written and acted and like, the game is the game. Like, it's a very good game. I, I like the game, but, like, I don't know if I'd be so compelled if it wasn't for the fact that, like, I hate him so much. But it's, like, he's playing the role of the Mongol leader, like, perfectly. He's, he's, you're a very good warrior. Stand down. I don't want to kill you. Do you not get that? Like, I've studied you. I, I know you better. Like, just drop the fight. Break. Um. 
oh man, just it's a very good game. The, the intro sequence where they send their best samurai down is is just wow. What a great way to start a fucking game. They don't, yep. they, you know, the fact that they don't start you off as uh, young, young Jin, which I think would killed this for me. They go, they do that for the flashbacks for the training sequences. I'm, uh, I'm impressed because I, I think I'd hate this if I started off as young Jin. Because it would have been slow. They start you right off into it. Yep. Yeah, this is a this is another this is a beautiful swan song for the PS4. Agreed, one hundred percent. I wish, for for sure, I wish uh, we see more from Sucker Punch on the regular because they seem to just push out some of the best games, and they don't get the credit that other, I don't. Other uh, Sony exclusive. Uh, I don't know if they're owned by Sony or not, but they only work on Sony stuff. Um, you know, the Sony studios get like, you know, Insomniac, uh, Naughty Dog, uh, Santa Monica. It just, they don't, they don't receive the same amount of credit. So I hope this pushes them into the spotlight a bit more. Uh, yeah. I, think, I think I've loved every, at least one game in every franchise they've done. Yeah. I, I mean, they've only done, Three, really, right? I know, and every one of those is. Yeah. I love a Sly Cooper game. I didn't love I, them all. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think. I, I don't think there's a, a, a what I call a bad game out of all the games they've made. No, no, no. There's not a bad game, but there is one very memorable game out of every one of their franchises so far. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's great. I, I, I don't understand the discourse of the like. A lot of people seem to be disappointed in this game, and I just don't understand. I get if you're not wanting another Assassin's Creed open world checklist game. I get that. I do. That my my argument would be then though, then your issue isn't with this game. No, your it's, issue is with open world games. With oh, the system. Yeah. yeah. It's or, the genre. Or, or I'd argue that you've binged them too much. And I say that with Ryan in the room who I think plays mostly this type of game. That's it's almost exclusively anymore right. that I play. But I mean like to me like it isn't for everyone, and it's the same sort of talk that like I would have with The Last of Us uh, or God of War, like um, specifically the new one that is you know structured after Zelda sort of stuff. Um, you know, you there it's there's rarely a person that only specifically plays one type of game. But you know, Ryan's anomaly, like every uh, everybody else in the room, you know, is very varied with their choices. Um, like I just don't think like you should binge a bunch of these games. Wait for the best ones, and it's I know it's hard to say that because like Assassin's Creed is continuously quality games and stuff, but like there's so many open world games like you don't have to play all of them. Wait for the yeah. ones that people say you should play. Those are the ones that are going to push the genre, the style, whatever you want to call it, forward. Yeah, and I, so I'm I'm not. Um... I'm not the type to 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 criticize anybody else's reviews because it's all subjective at the end of the day. But exactly, um, it's it's very easy um, as someone who had forty some hours in the game before I uh, published my review. It's very easy to tell um, by reading the other reviews who had a significant amount of time in the game before they reviewed it and who mainlined the story before they reviewed it. Um, there's just there's some some criticisms I have seen 
that make it abundantly clear that the person um, didn't really invest time in the outside pieces of the narrative. They just plowed through the the main story and then pushed publish. Yeah. Which this say, is not, I will say, completely. If you're the type of person who buys games like this to mainline the main story, you're not going to get everything out of this game. You're just not. Um, it's not built that way. It's yeah. built... It's built to, um, it's built for people who want to do the side content because it gives additional context to the story and the characters and the the universe. Yeah, that's like trying to mainline The Witcher Three. It's one hundred percent what it's like. Don't do that. Yeah, don't. The games God, are you're missing out on so much good stuff if you just mainline Witcher Three. The the games are very similar in that regard. Um, in that the um the side quests feel like um, essential character development. The only... so not, not all of them. Not all of them, I'll say. Like the, the, the ones that um, aren't character-specific and aren't um, mythic tales are mostly generally still good and, and, so, and mostly interesting, but they're not um, required viewing like the the character ones in the mythic tales are from my perspective. Yep. The uh, the, the last thing that I want to say about this game and somebody really chewed me up on Twitter over this but um the open world of this game like the the structure gives me the Assassin's Creed Witcher vibe, the open world gives me Breath of the Wild vibes and I say that in the sense that the world is so interesting that I very rarely ever used fast travel. Yeah, it's that's a great point. Um the uh the game each has so many visually distinctive landmarks that it it really it really is like you can't wait to I saw a, a review say that um oh I got so bored just cresting over another hill to see a whole bunch of new things that I had to do and it's like no way man I <laughs> I love like cresting over a hill in this game because you never know what's going to be on the other side of it there's a um there's a section in the second part of the island where you come out and it's just this enormous field of red flowers and um like it's just uh breathtaking is overused but that's the best way i can put it I mean, um the intro sequence when you ride away away on the horse for the first time oh when he reaches the, down and runs his hands through the flowers, flowers. yeah the white flowers yes and, oh my god it's so good and it's, it's, yeah. like this is one of those games where i did nothing but like the photo mode is so quick and so easy to access that i was just taking pictures left and right uh, same when, yeah i have so many pictures on my well, I, almost, drive this I almost took a photo of uh and i don't do that of when he first pulls out the sword when he's in the house it was such a good shot i'm like well, every, every time you get into a duel and he flicks it with his thumb Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. It never yeah, gets I think old. My my favorite part is at the end. So let's talk about duels for a second. Um for folks that and my um game so far. What's that? My favorite part of the game. Yeah. So the the duels you'll get into a one on one duel with another character 
And usually they take place in like a, you know, well, I shouldn't say usually. Sometimes they take place just like in the battlefield. Sometimes they take place in actual like a like a dueling ring, depending on what the story. Huh? We're talking. Are we talking the standoffs or something different? No, 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 no. Something different. There's actually duels where it's just one v one, and it's like all cinematic. This is a fight, right? Yeah, and you strips you. Yeah, it's it strips you um, of everything except the sword. So you can still switch stances, but you can't use any of your tools. And it's like a one v one boss fight um, where you have to be able to block and parry and dodge and do all the stuff that you need to do. Um, but like Ken mentioned at the beginning, you always get that like, um, samurai movie slash, uh, Western, uh, standoff where they, they look at each other and the other person like puts their hand down close to the sword and Jen moves the scabbard forward a little bit and flicks his sword out with his thumb um, and that's like kind of your cue as to, okay, the fight's starting now. Uh, it never gets old. Nope. And then at the end, when you win the duel, he always does like this little flip of his sword to get all the blood off of it and then puts it back in his, uh, scabbard. It was funny on, on Twitter. Um, Professor Chaos said that he thought the game would be perfect if only there was a button to wipe your sword off and put it back away. <laughs> and I said, there is. Swipe right on the D-pad. Yep. And um, he will wipe the blood off his sword and put it back away. I like it when he puts it between his elbow. Yep. Yeah, he holds up his <laughs> arm and uh, wipes the blood off across his elbow and then puts it back in. It's so good. It's There's so good. little touches like that make that game so good. Yeah. And, you know, the, the one, so just to, to, to get it out of the way, there are a couple things that, um, I, I wasn't as huge a fan of. Um, I, I expected early on to play the game in Japanese. Um, but it's, I couldn't do it because the lip sync is in English. Yeah. Um, and so, um, I, I never have a problem the other way around when the lip syncs in Japanese and the dubs in English, but being able to read the character's lips, um, while they were speaking Japanese didn't just mess with my brain. So I'm sure it probably won't be as bad for some other folks, but for me, I, I couldn't quite get past that. And then the Kurosawa mode, the black and white mode is super cool. Um, but the, the freaking game looks so good, um, that it, it's hard for me to play in a mode that strips the color away. Oh God. Yeah. Um, like, especially the fields of the different color flowers, like, yeah. nah, I need to see that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, overall, obviously read my review if you want a, a more in-depth, um, walkthrough of the way I felt about the game, but, or feel about the game, but it is, um, it's a classic in my opinion. And, um, I, I, I look forward to hundred percenting it, which I haven't done in a game in a very long time. Um, and, uh, and then I look forward to hopefully future installments of, of the series or, or at least something similar. Yep. It is currently my game of the year. And I think the only two that have a chance of dethroning it are cyberpunk and halo, depending on how good they are. Uh, yeah. Agreed. I'm in the same boat, although halo probably won't, um, just based I, on I, sort I of give halo an open cred just because it has a chance to be incredible, but I don't think it will. Yeah, but... no, I, I agree with you completely. I just know my taste in games will, will not, probably allow a first person shooter to overtake well, an RPG rumored to be for uh open world but I don't know if 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 those speculations are true 
if they make a Halo Far Cry, and they, they, they may could have, be. they may actually have something on their hands. And I Halo, agree. Yeah. With the Halo story, especially. Yeah, we'll find out on Thursday. Oh fuck, he's gone. Like you're, you're stuck on this planet by yourself. No, they're back on a Halo. Oh well, you're back on a Halo by yourself, and you have to like, live to see Halo place. game. An yeah, open Halo game. Open Halo game. Um, two things I want to just touch on before we stop talking about this. Um, when you said the duels, I thought you were talking about the standoffs. Oh, so, no, no, my no. favorite thing, and I need that in more games. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, it's, what it's a great cool. What yeah, about you upgrade it? Wait, wait till you upgrade it to the oh, fact that you can do like three or four. I have two right now. You can I do can three do or four with armor and upgrades. When the oh, with the armor, okay. Yeah, yeah there's it, a special set of armor that mm. you get later in the game that adds um, can add up to two depending on how upgraded it is. He announces himself. Um, he walks in. You announce yourself. The one guy's like, "Oh, I'll take you," or whatever. Walks over, <laughs> and then you just one blow done. It's it's it's. It's how I kind of want standoffs to be in like a Western too. Yeah. You know, just you hold the button down and then release and then he automatically does it. Then it's none of this like, I, I guess it was done well in the first um, Red Dead Redemption where, you know, you had to kind of aim still. But like, I really love the fact that it's just you hold the button down and as soon as he strikes, you release and it's one blow. And then the next guy comes in, you do the same. I, I love that. There's a Western that did that. It's called Call of Wallace, the Gunslinger. Call of Wallace. I haven't played that yet. So the Gunslinger is freaking I amazing. Okay. I bought it when you told me when we did the Phoenix. It's a great game. It's a great game. Um, yeah, so just and and Anthony, just to, I don't know if you've seen this yet, but the flip side of that standoff mechanic is that when you're clearing out a camp, if you get it down to there only being two or three enemies left it will give you an option to challenge the remaining enemies. Um, and he, it, it doesn't give you the standoff mechanic again, but he like, just if you're in cover or whatever, he just comes out of it and yells, I'm right over here. And then all the enemies sort of come to you. So you don't have to chase them down. That's awesome. Yep. I, yep. the combat in this game, even though I'm still having a bit of difficulty learning it, um, it doesn't feel like I'm bashing my head against a wall. So I, I'm looking forward to playing more of this. I'll end up talking about it next week. So uh, yeah, the, I'll, I'll talk about it now. Um, yeah, the, just one one now. piece on the combat, which I know you're you're as you you said you're still learning it. The um, this this game is so intuitive that by the by the time you get enough time in it you'll be switching stances and using tools and, you know, stopping mid uh, battle to pull out your bow and do like a slow motion reflex shot to a couple guys that are charging you. Um, it, it it just happens. Like you don't even think about the controls as you're doing it. I'm so early. You just right get now, there. Have a second stance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You'll get them. Yeah. There's, yeah. There's, if there's five total, but one of them is a special move. I've killed yeah. two. I've killed two uh, Mongol uh, bosses or whatever their leaders. Yeah. You unlock them faster, more. by the way, if you if you observe them first. So if you sneak into the camp and find the leader, you'll usually find them doing well, like a, a form or something. You can watch them, um, and you'll gain a stance point for that, and then you get another stance point when you kill them. So uh, since we're talking about this still, um, the second one I got from the the bow mission. 
the first one I got is literally when I started the game, I stumbled into a Mongol camp. Uh, gotcha. It's like a hotel or something. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the game pushed you into that almost. Yeah. It's literally the direction that you're supposed to go. There, there are, don't worry about the, one of the things I worried about early on was not, was not getting all the stances. There are way oh, more no. leaders than there I'm are. Not even, I'm not even worried about it. That's, yeah. that, that's where I'm at right now. Um, I had all the stances before I left the first island. Yeah. <laughs> the, other thing, the other thing that I want to bring up, just because you had mentioned it, Ryan, is, and and this is something where it's like, I don't know who would have necessarily taken it that was better than Ken. But like, again, I bring up the last of us too, but not, not to shit on it, but it's like, you know, people were kind of upset with Ken's score. But like, if he had handed that code to me or Drew, it definitely would have not received that. Right, because neither Drew or I really like how Naughty Dog games play. So I question how much of the other sites that have reviewed this, like I think Ken would have given it a great score too. It's his game of the year right now. But like you know, it was best off in your hands, Ryan, because this is your type of game, right? Like this is where you sort of like it. And I take the kitty stuff because that's what I'm into. So like, it, it, it's I wonder how many of these other sites just kind of handed this off to just anybody instead of handing it off to the person that can tell you why this is better or worse than I, I can't review fighting games for the life of me. I'm just not that person. So like, I wonder how many of these sites just handed it off and they're like, here's the next game. It's big. You'll, you know, and then, they, you know, the person reviewed it and it's not their type of game at all. I, I always question that stuff. Like, you know, it's, it's for sure. Like you, you know, too good to get an idea of who, how it'll appeal to the mass market, but like it's good to hand it to someone who knows also the genre or the build or the style or whatever of gameplay um, so they can compare it against you know, similar titles. Yeah, sure. And I mean, it's it's also, you know the fact that this is all that I have played for the last three weeks. You know what I mean? It's like I'm not trying to balance four different games to review at the same time. It, this is it. This is all I play. So yeah. that's a that's a benefit that I have that not all, you know, professional reviewers would have. And of I'm course, not, I also have a job, which is <laughs> a detriment to yeah. my I'm ability. I'm not the reviewers because I, like, I, I didn't see any scores that were like ones, you know, where I have to be like, what the fuck? But it's, it's just one of those things where it's like, I do question that sometimes on the editor side of things of how they're kind of, pushing out the codes because like if you hand assassin's creed to somebody who doesn't like assassin's creed well you're not going to get a very good score out of them most likely right next uncharted game is going straight to drew right (laughs) oh boy it's not not how you would do that like just to me so i questioned some of that too i questioned that with the last of us as well like we're our site kind of you know is kind of in that weird position where i don't know if anybody's like really into those types of games, but like, you know, we didn't also give it a two or something. And some sites and some people feel that that game deserves it, which is crazy to me. And it's like, I just wonder that seeing the scores as of late of other sites and how stuff has been reviewed. Like I questioned that a bit um, just because we were talking about review scores and on how people felt about this game. Like I do wonder about that as well. And that's not on there. That's not me shitting on the reviewers or even the editors. It's just questions that I have. So, 
All right. Yeah, I, you know, mm. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think. I think the only reviews that I sort of take issue with, just because I don't, I don't quite get it, are the ones that are like sub eight, um, and where they have um, criticisms that just don't match the reality of the game. And I don't mean like, oh, you know, I, I don't think this mission was effective. Like, um, I, you know, I saw a review that mentioned that there's the the st- the the con- or um, detection is binary. It's either they they see you or they don't see you, um, and oh, that's that's just not the reality. That's true at all. Um, so the um, those are the only those are the only reviews I really take issue with in terms of you know somebody d- didn't find the story as engaging, so they gave it an eight and a half. That's I mean. That's just yeah, the no, nature I'm not of reviews. About, I'm talking about just in, in like a more vague sense of not, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like somebody giving a review of Darksiders 3 and saying that there wasn't, what, a save point outside the, uh, Ken? Was it a save point outside the bosses, or? What are you, what are you talking about? Uh, I remember, I remember Justin having to lay someone out for something that they missed on. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. The the save spot. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> There's yeah, yeah. spots outside the bosses, which really sucks, really. Because did yes, you play the game? <laughs> yeah, like it's always funny to me when people don't play the game. I'm like, you don't like it, that's fine, but at least play it. It's kind of like Metacritic user reviews. When the review goes live, it's like, um, they haven't played it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I uh, I am grateful, or I shouldn't say grateful. Um, I am I am happy to see that um, the majority of people that I've seen playing it online are really enjoying the game, um, yeah. which is good. All right, um, we've officially got five minutes to go through everybody else's rest of games. <laughs> Uh, I I kind of I kind of laid this out on Twitter this week. I was like, this show is probably going to be Ghost of Tsushima, and then predictions for the Xbox thing this week. But um, yeah, I wish we'll, I had we'll, I wish I had picked up uh, Paper Mario. It would have been nice to be able to talk about Paper Mario as well. But um, Jay is reviewing yet. that. Which well, Jay's Nintendo, not here to talk about, is he? Well, Jay just got it Friday. Yeah. yeah. Um, Nintendo no, doesn't give us code until launch day because that's how Nintendo do. He's done with it by now, you know that. Oh, he probably has. He probably finished it this morning. You know? Yeah, there's no XP system, so I just blast through it. Thanks, Jay. <laughs> oh, Wombat's over there just slicing and dicing. That's right, I am. <laughs> uh, so, Drew, we'll You think we'll this start... train stops? This train don't stop. <laughs> yeah, I've oh, already went back into fly. the game. I've already been back into Tsushima, like, several times to continue cleaning up. I might actually 100% this game. I like it that much. <clears throat> but we'll... Uh, Drew, I yes. Know, we, did you play anything? I did play a few things. There's one thing I do want to bring up, and okay. uh, the reason why is because Anthony knows it because I sent him a picture of it. There's an app on the. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There's an app on the Google Play Store. I'm sure it's on iPhone as well. It's called AI Dungeon. I download this because I was like, eh, it sounds like a choose your own adventure kind of thing, and it is. So. Uh, what they've created is a AI that generates a story for you and you can choose using your keyboard to say something, do something, or you can then give the story direction just by typing in something. And I said, let me give this a shot. It sounds like some dumb fun. Boy, I've probably put maybe 10 hours into this game because it's, it's dumb. It's it, it, like the AI is okay. 
Uh, it fills out a story for you. They give you some scenarios, like a, a fantasy setting or a mystery setting or something like that. I'm going to read you an excerpt that I that I um I did. Is this uh, the one you sent me? Yes, this is the one that I sent you. <laughs> because if you give somebody like me the choice to say or do whatever I want to in a in a game, I'm going to do some really dumb stuff. <laughs> I'm sorry for you. <laughs> so let me let me paint the picture for you. So the story was I was a private detective, a PI, if you will, um, in uh, the 1940s. Classic, you know, noir setting of I'm sitting at my desk. A woman walks in. Help, help me find my brother or my husband. I think he's been kidnapped. So I go through this whole spiel. I mean, I've been doing this for probably 15 minutes. And I finally said, I, I'm kind of done for the day. I'm done with this story. So me and this woman who she's hired me to find her brother because he's went missing. I I'll just put it this way. So I've been, I've been trying to slowly get to the point where the, the woman is like, I'm in love with you. Right. <laughs> and I said, I'm going to end it. So here, here's, here's the transcript. You say now shoot me. <laughs> You're not going to stop me. Cindy asks, we have to go. You say, shoot me in the dick right now. <laughs> Cindy takes the gun out of your hand. That's better, you say. Now shoot me. Cindy <laughs> looks at you and then down at the gun in her hands. You say, do it. <laughs> Cindy closes her eyes and raises the gun to your head. You pull Cindy close to you and kiss her on the neck. I love you, you whisper. Goodbye. Cindy shoots your dick off. <laughs> you grab it and Cindy starts to scream. Blood squirts out of it as it hits the floor. You step, oh back, you step back in shock. You say, you fucking <laughs> shot my dick off. Cindy begins to cry and look away. She starts to run from the room, leaving the gun in your hand. Why, she screams, why? You stare at the gun in your hand. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, uh, this is quality storytelling right here. Oh, he said, well, Drew wrote that he was taking the Michael Scott approach. Yeah, so I, I put it on um, on Twitter. I was like, I'm basically playing this game like Michael Scott, where he's doing improv. So there's a part where Michael Scott from The Office goes and does improv, and he ruins everybody's story because he immediately pops out with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite so, is when they tell him to stop, and then he whispers in the other person's ear, and the other person for, just does nothing. And they're like, what is going on? And it's like, he says she has a gun. <laughs> Why do you have your hands up? He just told me he has a gun. <laughs> and so that's what I've been doing is like just starting the story and getting deep into it and then just be like, I shoot everybody in the room. Okay. And just, the story just keeps going. Sometimes it's like uh, this man comes in. Finally, thank God you finally got rid of everybody. Then I shoot him. Somebody else walks in. You finally got rid of Bow, bow, bow. Just shoot everybody. Okay. Anyway. So I've been playing that AI dungeon. It was that's actually pretty funny. Just coming up with these dumb stories, and the AI, I have to give it credit. The AI actually does really well. Like you, you can type in full on like paragraphs if you want to, and it will calculate what you said and then make a story out of it. All right. Uh, uh, but uh, other video games, Glass Masquerade Two. Me and yep. my wife have been enjoying that. Uh, we're getting close to the end. We've got two more arms. There's five arms of the the map that you have to do. Oh God! You haven't even got to the hard ones yet. We got. We did a puzzle yesterday that was seventy-one pieces. I think the last puzzle is over a hundred. 
Um, I'm kind of a. That last puzzle took me an hour and a half, I think. Yeah, it took uh, me. It took me over an hour to finish that last puzzle. But we're having a good time with that. Uh, I've already came up with our next game that we're going to be playing together. It is a full motion video game. Oh boy, is it gamer girl? Uh, no, God no. Oh, damn. No, this this is a uh, contradiction. Spot the liar. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's fucking great. It is a murder mystery game that looks like the actors really ham it up. Oh, so we, we sometimes shit on Giant Bum, but they they went into and said this game was great and funny and stupid. So I wa- I'm like, all right, I need to play this. It's really good. The guy who plays the detective is amazing, and I love this game a lot. I've seen a couple of the actors before. Um, I think they're they're kind of you know they do like character <laughs> pieces. Have you seen a? <laughs> have you seen a sign like this before? And he's doing like the rock, <laughs> the rock like devil horn. <laughs> and he does it to people, and you can just ask everyone, and the responses you get are hilarious. Also, made by uh, Tim Fullen who you might know better as the guy who made the soundtrack for the Silver Surfer NES game. Oh, nobody needs to know about that game. Hey, nobody needs to know about that game. But the soundtrack for that game is fucking amazing. Yeah, well, that's where all the work went. Well, he he could do, like, Commodore 64-type music for NES games. I don't know how he did it. Uh, He did the one for Solstice. I think he did Pictionary's theme on the NES as well. Um, games, they, they suck, but he was the one that did the uh, soundtracks for them, and they're all amazing. Huh. Yeah, this game. fucking game. So that's what we're going to be doing next. Um, uh, I've been, I haven't been on for a while, so we finished up The Witcher 3. Yeah. Uh, I finished up Blood and Wine. Uh, I, I think I know the part that you're talking about, Ken, that you got stuck at where you're, you're running with Regis through the city as the vampires are coming yes. through. Okay, yeah. yeah. You, I'll give you a little pro tip. You don't have to fight anything there. Just run by them. I, it was like a, I almost want to say it was like a blocked off area. Like there was like a circle around it that I couldn't get away. Maybe I'll boot it up and try to run away because that. Like I said, I can't go anywhere and upgrade or repair my armor or put anything on my sword or I can't do anything. You you were um you're actually pretty close to the end of that DLC. I figured I was and I wanted to finish it, but I've tried it like three or four times and I can't, it's kind of like a mission I'm stuck on in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I don't know if Wombat if you've made it to this part, but it's the last mission of Legacy of the Blade where you got to f- destroy the ship and that ship just murders me as soon as I get in the water. And it's like these yeah, two... it's a pretty tough mission. You have to have is your is your ship pretty well upgraded? No, it's not. I didn't. I hadn't had an issue up to this point. I'd taken out boats like this. This was like a brick wall, and now I'm like, well, I guess I have to leave and go upgrade. Which was yeah, that's a that that boat is very very difficult to beat unless. And there's got like some six upgrades. other boats. There's like six other boats in the water with me. Yeah. Like I, I yeah, go out there a, and I my boat just immediately sinks. I'm like, this is not fun. Yeah, that's a tough that's a tough level. If 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 your boat's not like well upgraded, that it's going to be impossible to beat that level. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that's that's two big open world games that like hit me with a brick wall of difficulty. Which you know when you have two thousand games sitting in your library, you you know waste a lot of time on stuff you can't beat. But uh, yeah, we finished up Blood and Wine. Um, 
Bloodline was good, but it was yeah. not as good as Hearts of Stone. Hearts of Stone had a better story, but I like the the characters and and the environment of Blood and Wine better. Ah, man, Gontaro Dim is the it, best it, character in Witcher Three, man. It is, but man, I really liked. I loved the scene in Blood and Wine where you put the dude in the cage to attract things. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, that yeah. sequence was fucking awesome. There was a lot of cool stuff in Blood and Wine, but I just um, everything was just so packed so tightly in everything you did in Hearts of Stone mattered to the story at hand, and that's what I liked about it. Yep. I like yeah, that. I and, like and, and Hearts of Stone also has one of the best missions in the entire game, um, which I, I won't spoil for anybody who hasn't played it, but um, how do I put it? You, you meet a ghosts? dog and a cat. Oh, that's that part, the best yeah. way I'll put it, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yep. I thought you were so talking many about good, the ghost part. So much good shit in that game. So yeah. much good shit. Like, even if you only played a quarter of that game, you still got your $60 worth. I, I when I beat Blood and Wine and the credits started rolling, I got sad. I yeah, was like, totally. I, I, I'm sad that like The Witcher Three is over. I mean, the only you thing can I go can do really side stuff. I can still go do side stuff because I I was so disappointed because I thought it was going to be in Blood and Wine. The, ever since I saw the freaking trailer for The Witcher Three, there was always that one part that I said I want to see that. It's whenever Geralt. It goes and finds a vampire and wakes him up, and he asks him what year it is, or he asks him what year it is. And he's like, "No, it's not this year." He's like, "Well, then fuck off." I never saw that, and I thought it was going to be in Blood and Wine. I think that's in the regular. I think it that's is. in the regular game. It is. Chad he he emailed us and told us that it's actually in the base game in the first act. I was like, "Well, yeah. fine, great." And I missed it. So yeah, the the um so the 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 cool thing uh, that I'll mention about Blood and Wine is that there's a um so it's it's not a it's not a secret to say that the games or the the DLCs about vampires that's like right. the entire purpose of it but yeah there's a character that's introduced in the DLC that is ultimately revealed to have been a vampire um and that character actually appears in the very first trailer for The Witcher 3 um and it's that very first trailer for the game takes place after the DLC and references essentially the fact that it takes place after after that DLC. So that's how long in advance they had the story for that uh, DLC kind of mapped out. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you think about it. Uh, the main villain of Hearts of Stone, the first person you ever talk to. Yep. It's the first person you meet in Witcher 3. Which makes you think... Is he behind this entire thing? <laughs> That's uh, it's definitely likely based on the nature of his character. Exactly. God, he's such a good villain. God, I love him. But um, anyway, uh, yeah, we finished up with three. Uh, we started. Remember me? I'm still playing through that right now. Yeah. Not the hidden gem that I have been told. No. I like that I, so game. I, I, I like played it. it at launch, so I don't know how well the it's held, held up. The combat was never the sort of the strong point. Well, that was the first throwing, budget Batman game. They can't yeah. throw in that combat at you, though. No, well, they yeah. do. But I love the the like the rewind time stuff, and the way the story yeah. plays out is really the, good. The rewind time stuff is great, and was made better in Life is Strange. Yeah, unfortunately, that yeah, was a beta test for Life is Strange. 
I don't like Life is Strange. Well, you can not like it all you want to, but that's all you do in that game is rewind time. I haven't actually played that game, so and change stuff. That game, that game starts off. You think it's going to be something, and they are they are the only dev that did like a episodic game where they clearly are like, "Oh, people didn't like this. Let's change that in the next episode." Because by the time that game ends, or after over the five <laughs> episodes, it is something completely different. It and is so fucking amazing. Yeah, it starts out slow, very slow. But once you get into the third episode, that's when stuff starts to ramp up, and you're like, "What the hell is going the third episode on?" It's still one of my favorite things in gaming ever. Well, I Did turned it off after episode two because I was bored out of my fucking mind. Oh my god, you, you missed out on something, man! I'm telling uh, I you, I did not. I did not. I did not miss out on anything. I saved time. You sound like freaking Tommy Wiseau. I did not. I did not lose anything. I saved time. All right, what else, what else is all going on, Drew? I, I mean, that's pretty much Animal Crossing here and there. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's. I have enough time to play. You get your uh, you get your skin. No, I'm I'm three wins away. I keep getting paired up with idiots. Oh, that sounds about right. Yep, I, yeah, I, I swear. I have better luck playing mystery heroes than I do playing quick play. Well, that's what I play is mystery heroes to get my wins, my boxes. Oh, see, I've already got my boxes, so I'm like, well, let's just go to quick play because then I can guarantee somebody's going to be a tank and a healer. But then, pfft. no, you can't. You get morons. Oh, you're in, you're in not classic. You're in regular. Okay. No, Did no, you not do classic. all your placements? I didn't do my DPS because it's it's a fucking five to six minute wait. I'm not sitting there waiting that long to lose a game. I got three out of four platinum. I still can't platinum tank. I'm in like twenty three forty five or something like that. Hey, you remember? I was what two wins away from being a diamond player on Xbox. Yeah, until you lose another batch and it drops you 150 points because it... That's true, but I mean, I'm just saying, like, I think PC has conditioned me to be very cautious. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm 2,700 is my highest on healer. Like, I could probably grind to, di- to diamond, but I just, I don't enjoy playing comp as much anymore. It's just, well, I mean, I, I do my placements, and if I'm in gold or higher, I'm like, okay, I'm good. If I'm in silver, I'm like, okay, I got to get to gold at least. Yeah, I, I place platinum, and I even did the open queue, which if you want to play DPS, go play open queue, because I don't play DPS. I know, but I just like, I just, you know, it's just horrible, man. That emote is awesome, though. You need to get it. I've got, let's see, I've got the two-tier then you've so, got the emote, I believe, but the skin with the emote. Mm. Okay. It's good. It's good. Yeah. The good skin. I, I like still it. really like Sigma too. Oh, he's become my second. Like I, I main Orisa, but I, I, if somebody's taking Orisa or, or we're not playing another shield, I might play Sigma. I like him a lot. Yeah, Sigma's pretty good. That dude can DPS like nobody's business. Oh God! Almost every tank match I played with him in my placements, I had gold damage. Yeah. But yeah, no, I'm still working on getting those three more wins to get that skin, which is supposed better, to be. He looks like Beethoven. Yeah, and the music, the play, the music. It's good stuff. Yeah, we should. Uh, that should um, run right into summer games, I think. Mm-hmm. And summer games starts. Man, they just keep you coming. I know. They, they always have an event. Do you just like? I got to get those skins. I got to get that. that. 
that's how they keep you playing, Drew. I know. See, that's the thing is like when Overwatch 2 comes out, I'm going to have to upgrade my PC because I've got so much stuff on the PC version. Like I don't like I could get the Series X version, but I have nothing. Hey, you know, that's where mine is. So it'd be an easy swap for me. I, I watched some footage of, of two recently and I'm like, man, I really want that UI. It's such a stupid thing to want, but I really want it. To like just from from the launch, like if you look at the UI from launch, oh, it's awful now. It's God, it was like so basic and dumb looking. Yeah, but I said, but do you remember seeing two's UI? Like how you could see like little things on it, like yeah, Mercy's pocketing you or whatever, and yeah, and the new looks for the characters. Oh God, I haven't talked about that game in almost a year. Makes me sad. I don't think it's coming out this year, boss. It probably won't, which is fine. We got enough coming out this year that I don't need to be spending even more time doing that. Didn't they say Echo was the last character? Uh, that's what they said. But I will tell you, if they don't put another character out and the game doesn't drop till like March of next year, people are going to have a problem. You know, we probably, haven't had in a, we haven't a, had a long time. It's a map, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking they'll probably release a map probably October. They're reworking... Uh, Paris and something else. Is it like the, what they did to Horizon? Yeah. Because Paris needs it. That choke sucks. That, that, that map in general sucks. Yeah. Anyway, everybody's already sick of this. Anything else before I move on? No, that's about it. All right, we'll move over to Anthony. You got two minutes. Go. Oh, fuck off. You just, <laughs> you just fucking talked about Overwatch. For two minutes. That's what you get. Fuck off. I'm going to... So, um, surprise, neither, well, maybe you were going to bring it up, Ken. I played Touch Detective on DS. Why the uh, hell would I bring that up? No, no, I'll talk about that one after. I'll leave that till last so we can jump in on it. Um, okay. I played Touch Detective on DS because I was looking for, you know, a detective sort of point-and-click adventure game. And the concepts and writing are really good. The art's neat, but boy, the fucking puzzles are just tap around everywhere. And I'm like, fuck this. Can't do this. Um, that's a thing you should have to rely on if you're really stuck. But this game is too obtuse. The first mission in the first game is um, that somebody has been uh, has been robbed. And they're like, like what has been stolen? And it's like, my dreams. And I'm like, this is going somewhere interesting. But Every puzzle is very basic. There's a lot of dialogue. And while it's well, writ- uh, well written, I'm like, eh, this, this isn't substantial enough for all the crap I'm having to do. And the puzzles are not really puzzles. They're just tasks. It's, I'm like, all right, I'm done with this. So uh, I'll be trading that in. <laughs> um, the Sorry, I'm just pulling up my list of stuff that I have played. Um, uh, I was off this week from work for quite a bit because I thought I might have had COVID. I didn't, um, but boy, waiting for tests was fun. Um, I played a game called Fight Crab, but I can't talk about that yet. Which is uh, crazy, because I sent you that game almost a month ago at this point. I know, I know. I talk, Listen, I talked about the demo two weeks ago. Go listen to that. Um, I did play, uh, I decided to start up something just simple one night, and so I decided to start up Cluster Truck, which was on mm. Game Pass. Yep, that's yeah. my response. So, yeah. that. Um, like, I remember playing that, like, a demo or something of that on the PC, or maybe it was just the game at a friend's house, and liking it, 
But boy, I don't know what happened. And I was just like, yeah, no, this isn't great. And uninstalled it. Um, thank God for Game Pass. I did start up Assassin's Creed 2 um, while I was home. Because I just needed something that was kind of comfort food, kind of turn my mind off and just play a game. And that game still holds up, except that when the character like runs up a wall or like doesn't do the jump properly. Like we've come further than that with like how a game helps a player play it. So it's just one of those things where it's like, oh yeah, that's right. This game has a few spots. But other than that, like um that game's still really good. Um it's just it's hard because every time Ezio talks, I just hear Sonic the Hedgehog because it's the same voice actor. Um and uh I played Ghost of Tsushima, which we've talked about. And uh I started up a game after uh Ken and Drew sent me a message about it. Oh god, we're gonna talk about this. Of course we have to talk about this. It's the weirdest thing ever. I <laughs> forgot. I forgot. Oh. I, I also popped yeah. that on for so, about so ten minutes. Yeah, year, that was about how much I played. Last year we talked about a game both on the podcast and Phoenix Down. Actually, was it two years ago that Gene Rain first came out? Yeah, it, it was, was two years ago. I reviewed it. Gene Rain. And uh, last year, Drew and I played it for Phoenix Down's Year of the Bad Game. And um, it's a bad game. There's not much else to say about it. But it was like, had that sort of weird Tommy Wiseau charm to it to some extent with the swollen scorpions. scorpions. Watch out for the swollen scorpions. And the, and the, and the, um, the the quality of voice acting, not just in the actual voice acting itself, but how it was recorded. Yeah, it sounded like someone was across the room. So you couldn't, you couldn't, like in the game tips at the bottom of the screen, you couldn't understand what they were saying because yeah. it was in such broken English. Yeah. So, so Ken messaged Drew and I about what looked like a sequel. And that would just, you know, of course, this year couldn't get worse. Um, what was G- it called? It's called Wind something, right? Wind Tower. Uh, Tower. Yeah. And it has replaced Gene Rain in the Xbox menu. Yes. Right. Yep. So It's still called Gene Rain Wind Tower is what it's called in the Xbox store. Yes. Um, so I'm like, what the fuck is that? So I decided that I had to download it because I hate myself. I don't know. Um, and it is a complete rehaul of the game um, to the point where it's almost not the same game. It's not yeah. recognizable. It's, it's not because the first game had that weird fucked up story at the beginning about the girl losing her mind or something. And the kid and this gigantic mechanical heart. Yeah, and none of that's in this version. And this game has none of that. This game is like, here's um, a warrior. Like, it's mostly voiced in, like, Cantonese or something. Yeah, it's definitely Chinese, yeah. It's definitely Chinese of some sort. I I don't know if it's Mandarin or Cantonese. Um, They are right to the point. They do a better job explaining the story. The English is nowhere near as broken, even in the um, uh, subtitles. And you get to choose your mission. It's more competent it looks nicer it runs better it's plays by, better plays better it's no by no means a good game, good game. no 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 nobody would say this is a good video game this is literally a 
a, a weird like step towards a five. Like it went from what a one, Drew. That's what you gave I, this game. I think I may have gave it a one or a two. I can't remember. I Let me look it up. One. Um, just do. And it's um, I have to look. Uh, Drew, I have to. I have to. A one point five. One point five. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, it's labeled no score. Yeah, for some reason, the price I'd pay. Haha, <laughs> yeah, buy this. I set no my, score to a zero. Why did that break? My my, uh, ta- my tagline was mistakes were made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. So, and so, like, if you actually go to the Drew's review, at the the picture that we use across the top, a header image, that kid isn't there anymore. No. This kid isn't in the game. This is like a weirdly there like at one point in Gene Rain you were playing as like a female character in like the future or the past or some shit. And it was like kind of this open world map. And this it's just a competent third person shooter. And it's it's bizarre. And like this whole like it literally tells you, like, yeah, so we heard that this game was bad and in attempts to make it better, we have totally rehauled this. So the story progression that you had is gone, but here's some stuff to upgrade your character with. And it has like free DLC and like I don't I don't know. Like it's weird because it's lost all the sort of charm it had. They added they added a hub world. Yeah, like a it's so it's so weird. I've never seen a game change this much. I've seen games get way better. Like No Man's Sky um slain those are two games that come to mind when like a game totally decided to rehaul how it worked but it still kept some resemblance to what it once was and this game clearly has like the same story i think i think because like the characters are the same you play as alex whatever and bill Feynman is still the bad guy um but like it's competent and that's kind of weird to see and what's even weirder is that gene rain still exists on pc you can still play the original gene rain that piece of shit and wind tower is a separate purchase but i thought it was supposed to be the same game like i don't know what's going on it's one of the weirdest things i've ever seen and i actually had to tell ken and drew like you need to play this because i don't know what the fuck happened but this ain't the same game i feel like they can get away with that on steam but xbox is like no you can't do that you can update this game but you can't have a separate game which is also the same game yeah so that's the only thing I can think of is that Steam doesn't give a crap. They release how many freaking hentai games a, a, a day. Yeah. You know, who cares? But Xbox is like, yeah, no, we can't let you do that. You can update this one if you want. Well, you're not, char- you're not charging for, again for another game. Well, I mean, I think Gene Rain was always less expensive on the PC. Is it, what I'm interested in is looking at the page now. If you click on the developer... It's Dealey Network with a small N on network in the original Gene Rain, and it's a capital N on network in the new one, and so they don't come up as the same developer. Wow, (laughs) are they they really trying to do that? I don't know if it's intentional or not, but they didn't publish the first Gene Rain, apparently. On T-Tooth Workshop did, and they are publishing their own... I don't know, man. It's such a weird saga, and it's just another 
party in it, and I just needed to bring it up because we're the only people that have ever talked about this game at any sort of length, and that's, it's just a new chapter in the chaos. That's that's what I'm saying is that nobody really covered this game, and oh, I get the feeling Daily Network listened to Phoenix Down. And we're like, okay, we have to do something. Except that, don't forget that, that on their Steam page, I still have the IGN review that says, if you do like sci-fi third-person shooter game, Gene Rain will definitely present you a special experience. 7 out of 10. That was like IGN China? I think so, yes. I'm just like, bad. It's, it's crazy how this played out. I see. Yeah. It, it, it's just so bizarre. It, it's such a weird thing that, like, that I you two would both message me and be like, "What the fuck is this?" And then I was the one that decided to start it up and was like, my whole response playing was, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah, I don't, I don't. I was, I was scrolling through my games and I saw the icon. I was like, "That's not Gene Rain." And then <laughs> I noticed that it has two DLC packs on the Xbox Store that are free, and you can just download. I downloaded them, but I have no idea what they are. I, I think there are new maps or something or new levels. It's crazy. But it's just, it's like, hey, you know what? Uh, other devs, bigger devs have have just dropped stuff before and like these guys think they have something still and are going forward and they did make something better. They, they I'll give them this. Just by playing the 10 minutes that I did, they put money into this thing. To, to 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 revamp it, I mean, this was not a oh we can fix this in a weekend kind of thing. No, they they've made new areas, a freaking hub world. Yeah, There's like, a message when you boot it up that says that they spent a year retooling the game. Yeah, yeah, a year. That's the same message. I think I sent may have sent you that picture. I took it with my phone because I, yeah. I always forget that there's just a screenshot option. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it says, it says, dear player, according to the suggestions of all parties, including ZTGD is what it should say, mm-hmm. we have greatly updated Gene Rain through one year of effort. Due to system uh, systemic changes in the game, your old game saves will be converted into 50 light items and 50 armor piece, and you can use them to obtain a game experience beyond the current level. Thank you for your support and hope you like this update. <laughs> you know what? Like, again, I gotta give them credit they they've made something way better we're talking about this game again i know i know but it's so weird you don't see this all the time and like at some point like you know i'm not the one that sent a fucking picture i know but that's what i'm saying it's like it's in the conversation again so it did something yeah yeah, they they got everybody talking about it again or they got us talking about it nobody else is talking about this and nobody else is talking about this you know, it's thirty dollars altogether. Uh, well, that's actually Canadian. It's probably less than the states. On Steam, experience the whole Gene Rain experience. Get both games and question your decision making skills. So, if you want to see, I guess if you have disposable income, yeah, I still wouldn't. I right know. No, I wouldn't buy this game. But but it's it's far more competent. It works, and it was. Uh, Ryan, do you have anything Xbox. else besides Tsushima? He done left. He, nah, he's muted. He doesn't yeah, sorry. It. It's, it, no, it's because it's on my phone, so it takes a little longer to unmute. Um, 
I, the only other thing that I played this week, I watched my son play um, Rocket Arena. Oh, um, yeah, I forgot I, that game. Yeah, and so um, I asked him his thoughts on it since he was the one who played it and since it sort of targeted his demographic and the Fortnite demographic. Um, he said he would give it a 7 out of 10, <laughs> um, which to him is pretty good. Yeah. Okay. He, he's not. He's not. He's not biased uh, to the the seven to ten review scale. Um, Did he say? And then I killed the dragon. <laughs> then, yeah, <laughs> he hasn't learned that one yet. Um, the uh, but he said that it's not as good as Fortnite, but that it's still good, um, and that. Uh, so he gave me the the overview that kind of like super smash brothers in that you have to knock the other players out of the arena you don't really have a health bar you have a um like a, a i don't even know what you call it knock where out it's, bar? yeah where it's easier to knock you out of the arena oh, yeah. the more damage you take um so he played actually quite a bit of it yesterday and he liked it a lot he said he feels like he would like it a lot if he had any friends that were playing it but that none of his friends are playing it there you go that's that's what makes and breaks a multiplayer game it's yep. hilarious too because I gave everybody on the site a code for this game. I have yet to download it. I literally took that code from you this morning. <laughs> yeah, I don't play multiplayer games. I'm not a good person to talk about. I yeah, they sent us six codes for this game, and I just I just sent them out and I said, "Hey, everybody, enjoy Rocket Arena." You, you had to yeah. message me and be like, "Did you take a code?" And I was like. Not yet, and he's like, "Well, fucking do it!" I'm like, all right. This is, this is the uh, this is the privileged game reviewer discourse that happens behind the scenes. Like, do you want this free forty dollars game? I don't, I don't know. Well, 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 hold on. I'm not a person that plays multiplayer games. I feel like it's goes to a waste for me. But you demanded I take one, so I, I have. I gave a code to everybody on the site who has an Xbox. Well, fuck me, man. I don't know what to tell you. The yeah, I I think the thing that's going to be the the nail in the coffin for this, unfortunately, because it it, it appeared that Jacob had a really good time playing it. The thing that's going to be a nail in the coffin is it's not free like Fortnite. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, so none none of his friends are going to have it. Um, I shouldn't say none. Most of his friends aren't going to have it. Um, right. so it's just not. You know, he's not gonna he's not gonna play it with strangers the same way he plays Fortnite with his friends or Minecraft with his friends. This game. I played like the tutorial and I played a couple matches. It is very competent. It is a decent idea. But again, exactly like you said, if EA was smart, they wouldn't have charged for this game or the, at the very minimum, they would have put it in EA access. Right. And they did not. And instead it's a $30 base, $40 deluxe edition, whatever. And it's going to die on the vine. I'm sorry. Yes. There you go. Unfortunately, because like I said, it's a very competent game. I love the way it looks. It it reminds me of a cross between like Fortnite and Overwatch. It's very colorful. The characters are very goofy. They have like ultimate abilities. It's a fun game that, yeah, I don't think anybody's going to be playing next month. Yeah, unfortunately, that's them's the bikes. Yeah. All right. Anything else? I don't know. No, I mean, the only other thing. So um, my wife and I have, have taken to... Um, going back through the new Super Mario Brothers Wii and nice. new Super Mario Brothers Wii U games to um, to get all of the star coins throughout the entire game. You and your uh, wife? Yes. 
Um, and so we made our way through New Super Mario Wii, and now we are making our way through uh, New Super Mario Wii U, getting all of the star coins and finishing those games 100%. Nice. Well, get ready, because we may be getting some more Marios. I oh, we'll talk so. about that in a minute. Shh, quiet. Mm-hmm. That's uh, it. All right. I'll run through this real quick. I do have to do my ID at Xbox for the week, but... um. Ryan, I don't know if you guys have it, but a, a game my son absolutely adores and that he and I play together uh, is Heave Ho. Uh, no, we don't have that one, I don't think. Oh, you need to get that game. It's my, I've never heard my son cackle, except for when he played Goat Simulator with your son. I, <laughs> right. I want to play Heave Ho, but I don't have anyone to play it with. So. Yeah, it is one of those games that you really need to play with somebody else. Um, and every time me and my son like hang out, he's like, hey, Dad, can we play Heave Ho? Like, I'm going to play Heave Ho. Uh, I, uh, my friend, uh, Sean Musgrave from Touch Arcades, like him and his kid play it a lot too. Oh yeah. Like universal. They're in Japan. Like it's, you know, like it's a big thing everywhere. Yep. Yep. So is it it on Game Pass? No, it's all, it's only on Switch and PC. I I don't know if it's on PS4. Um, but it should be relatively cheap, like less than 10 bucks, I think. Okay. But it is it is totally worth it. Uh, so we played that. Now I'll do my ID at Xbox. Because besides Tsushima, I think that's all I play. I am playing Destroy All Humans, but uh, my impressions are classified. <laughs> it's like, just like real alien sightings. Wait, hold on. Isn't this a remake of yeah. the Destroy All Humans from like the original? Are you really going to ask me this question when we were embargoed on a game that came out for the PS4, but like we had to wait to talk about the Xbox version because of marketing? Uh, yeah, that's true. I mean, of course I'm not allowed to talk about a remake of a game from 15 years ago. Of course I'm not. To be fair, this is a full remake, correct? It, it is. It I is. About SpongeBob. I don't know why we're even having this. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So I'll talk about that one next week. Um. So my ID at Xbox. So Dunk Lords was the first one. Y'all got that too for free because uh, it's in games with gold. I think that's one that's worth downloading if for nothing else other than the fact that it is basically a shameless NBA Jam clone. It's not nearly as good. But um, there's a dude that looks like a tomato and he can slam dunk. So you should probably at least download that and play it. Oh... Uh, there's a game called We Should Talk. I did not play this. I booted it up and it gave me all kinds of warnings about its content. And then I realized it was like a um, conversation context game. So I was like, I'll dig into this later. Uh, going to have some deep conversation. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I, I was literally, while I was waiting, I think I was like 10 minutes away from eating dinner or something. I was, was going like, yeah, like, to picture you with like a mouthful of like Doritos going, yeah, no. No, I don't eat while I play video games. I don't do that. Um, the next game I play is called Deja Vu. It is a very simple puzzle game. Um, basically, you're like a little block, and you can move blocks to solve these puzzles. I actually got really into this game, played about 10, 15 levels of it. I like it. I think it's it's a nice little game that I'm just like losing my brain at, and it makes my head hurt. Um... Hashtag fun time. That sounds like something I would have. I talked about that uh, when I, on the Steam demos thing. Yeah, I don't like that game. It's a really kind of mediocre version of um, 
Geometry Wars. It's not Geometry Wars, though. It's a maze game where you have to find your way through a maze. Wait, what? Yeah, there's a, like, you start at the beginning and it's like, here's the exit and you've got to go. It looks like Geometry Wars. Okay, so what a weird, what a weird and poor idea for a demo. So when I played it, the demo, which you would figure it has some resemblance of the final game, it was literally just Geometry Wars. Oh yeah, no, there you're in like this maze and there's walls and you've got to get to the goal in a certain amount of time. And... So it's like the hacking mini game of the uh, Sly Cooper two and three. Yeah, kind of. Right. It's got dual stick controls. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a very weird thing to know because literally, I was like, "Well, I don't know why I played this when Geometry Wars and other Geometry Wars like games exist." Yeah, I don't know why this game exists. Um, the next game I play is called Never Song. This game's depressing as fuck, and it's one of those games that you play and you're confused about what you're supposed to do. And oh yeah, I've looked at this. Um, it was a remake of a old Flash game. I can't remember what it's called. like. A story of this little boy and this little girl that were friends. She gets kidnapped, and then you get thrown into this room. Like the first puzzle has you spelling a word on a door to open the next area, and I was just like, I don't. Know how I feel about this game. Is it so looking at it's a really bad example, but it's is it kind of like limbo? Yeah, I think that's probably your best comparison because you're basically moving either left to right or right to left and solving and the original, the original uh, flash game was called Coma. Okay. I mean that these all sound like good descriptions of these games. <laughs> okay. Oh, the next game I played is Res PLZ. I, I guess Res, please. Yeah. Basically, a, a game that you can play co-op or solo, where you use your brother, you kill him to solve puzzles. <laughs> it's kind of fucked up. It's a weird game. Anyway, uh, Ultra Hat Dimension, which Anthony, this will become a recurring theme for us. It's this week's Rattalaka Jam. I swear to God, I've, <laughs> until you mentioned that publisher, I'd never heard of it. Now it's every week. It's whatever that um, weird phenomena is where you learn a word and then you hear that word way too often. Yes. It's like that, but this is a game publisher. And this game is the most, I think it's the most disappointing one I've played of theirs. It's basically you're this little girl in a block style area and you've got to get from the beginning to the end you got to get a key to unlock a door um but you can only move you know left right up down and the obstacles are these little things that punch you and they'll punch you in a certain direction so you just need to know which way to move her in order to make it past these obstacles yeah i quit after like four levels i'm like nah, i'm good super hot mind control delete I mean, I got that for free. You know what that is? It's super hot. Yeah, I think it's also randomized to some extent, from what I've yeah, heard. So like, there's like a billion levels, and they're all just randomly generated or something. I mean, it's fine. Sure. Yeah, it's I mean, it's a game where it's. I think it. Would, I think it's really smart of them to give it away for free to owners of Super Hot. Yeah, I mean, it's it's more Super Hot. It's fine. Nothing super wrong with it. Hot. Super Hot. Uh, Bloodstained Curse of the Moon 2. I don't know why this exists, but I'm okay that it does. 
I think that's my best description of that game. It's just, it's just okay. more of that. More Bloodstained anything, because I became a big fan quickly. I mean, yeah, but I mean, it's just, it, it is. I, that's yeah. kind of how I feel about it. Like, I played it, I'm like, yep, it's that. Cool. Forager? Yeah, um, I have a feeling you're going to hate this game. I actually enjoyed what I played of it. Really? I mean, it's kind of like a 2D Minecraft kind of thing. Sort of, I, I yeah. suppose. You use, then you buy a new island, and then yeah, and you expand I, your thing. And yeah, that's fine. It's cute. It's on Game Pass, so it's the only way I play you, it. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Uh, and then I played a bunch more Super Liminal, and that game continues to make my fucking brain just fry, dude. I. I that is one of those games that if you were the guy that was screaming holy shit when you played Portal, you need to play this game. I know, Anthony, you have this huge issue with the last puzzle or whatever, which I still have not made it to, but the stuff that I've had to do in this game, like, my son has watched me play some of this, and when I'll do it, like, I'll take, like, a block and I'll lay it on the ground and I'll walk into it and walk out in this completely different area. Like, he's just like, Whoa! Well, I mean, I, I was getting... I'm just waiting for... Uh, and I put it in our chat on Discord when we record this, but uh, Mon Cage had that for me. Uh, yeah. Looking at the sides of the cube. And I'm... I mean, I don't know if that's, that's, that... That surprises me not as much because, like, I remember doing that in Prey and being blown away. So let me give you an example of a puzzle that I hit yesterday. And this is the last game I'm talking about, so we'll move on after this, but... I walked into a room. Uh, there's a model on the table. I pick the model up and look at it from a perspective where I can make it big enough for me to walk into. I walk into it. It takes me to another room. I pick back up that model, lay it on the table where the, the, the model was, shrink it back down, walk out into that area, and start exploring those buildings inside the model. Blew my fucking mind. Just the way this game plays with your perception and, and your perspective. And it got to the point where it started doing stuff with lighting. Like, it's just... This game is something, man. I'm digging it. I'm digging it a lot. And I think if you're one of those people that enjoy, like, the Portal... um, What was that other one? There's God. a lot of them. Uh... There's two really... Popular. There's portal, cube. not cube. Um, um uh, Talos Principle. Talos Principle was another one. I thought there was. Maybe I'm just misthinking. No, I mean, there's a bunch of portal-like games. I just don't know which one. Yeah, I, those are the two that I remember because Cube got a sequel, um, and uh, Talos Principle had their VR version. Um, all I'm saying is, if you like Portal, you should play this game. Super interesting to me. Anyway, let's move. What's that? Uh, let's see. Here's a, here's a couple. Uh, Antichamber, uh, Quantum Conundrum. Quantum Conundrum was the one I was thinking of because it's made by the same person that, in, that invented Portal. Uh, yeah. What was her name? Kim. I can't remember. Her last Turing name. Test. I think uh, Antichamber is the most weird one of them all. Yeah, uh, antechambers actually really cool. That's uh that's how you look at you walk through our oh well this changes because you're walking this time instead of 
moving quickly and oh you've entered the left side and the right side is a different room but it just wraps in it's like this completely non-euclidean space and that's a bizarre bizarre fucking game I, I recommend Superliminal. I'm enjoying it. Let's talk about new releases this week real quick. Uh, we've got Rock of Ages 3, Make and Break. I can't believe they've made three of those now. Uh, Creeks. Uh, Dragon Marked for Death. Uh, Dying Light Hell Raid. They're making another expansion for Dying Light. Holy shit. Uh, Super Toy Cars 2 and Tannenberg. The, the, all the Dying Light stuff has been multiplayer. Just another uh, I think this one's like uh, word mode or something like that. I mean, but still, making expansions or any kind of content for Dying Light is crazy. Like Dying Light 2 should be on the way. You're right, Ken. It should be. Uh, Liquid Sunshine, uh, Aircraft Evolution, Rain Swept, a Carrion is out this week. Uh... That's, I mean, there's not a lot this week. Panzer Paladin is out for the Switch this week, which if you've not seen a video of that, go watch one. It looks fucking incredible. Uh, the Friends of Ringo Ishikawa. Hamster Bob. Friends of uh, Ringo Ishikawa should be a game I've played, but I have not. <laughs> and Middleborg City of Mages. A lot of lot of nothing this week. Like it's it's a bunch of indie games, but no big release this week. So, you can definitely tell we feel in in summer. All right, let's do some news. We'll talk about Xbox at the end. Uh, well, at least their event this week. But first up, let's talk about the fact that the Xbox uh, One X and Xbox Sad or Sade editions have both been discontinued. It really is the sweetest taboo. <laughs> I mean, you don't discontinue your main console right now if, unless you're going to replace it, right? I thought they did this months ago. No. Oh. Well, I recall like, the Xbox One X being kind of like done, so. Well, it's weird, right? I mean... Am I not the only one that finds it weird? Like, the Xbox One X is the console to buy right now if you're buying an Xbox, right? Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. all weird. I, I, because usually you don't hear about discontinuation until after the new console's out in general. Well, you certainly don't hear about it before the supposed replacement console for it has even been announced. Yeah. Because, you know, as much as we just assume we know that there's a Series S, Microsoft has not officially announced it. So yeah. I mean, like, just in general, like the, we don't even the Series X isn't even out yet, right? No, it's it's not. So and that's where I'm like saying like it's that's not out yet, and they're already getting rid of old, which is weird. It is a very weird thing. Hmm. Um, PlayStation Five. So Jeff Keeley. Did a little video on Friday showcasing the DualSense 5, DualSense controller. Uh, during that, he did an interview with Eric Limpel, who said, I don't know where this rumor came from about pre-orders this week, but we promise we will let you know ahead of time before we put PS5s on pre-order. Also, news about that is Sony basically upped the production of the PS5, so they went from like $6 million to $9 million for the fall, which a lot of people are 
assuming that means that the price is going to be reasonable enough that they think they can move 9 million consoles this year. Of course, it would be real nice to know how much either one of these fucking things cost at this point. I, I don't I don't think if you've got a good price for people that you wait this long to fucking say it. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, the thing about it is like, I get I the fact that they want to make sure that they're not, you know, they they want to make sure they're competitive with each other. But it's like, man, at the end of the day, at some point, you just got to say, this is the net income that we want or need to make off this system. This is the price. Yeah. Like, you can't You're, just string it out forever trying to figure out what the other guy's doing. You also need to know, like, what you're looking at, like, inventory-wise. Yeah. Right now, you are at maximum, what are we looking at? So it's 719. So you figure within four months that that both of these machines are going to be in stores. Yeah. How many are you going to sell and your pre-orders need to go? This is not a cheap piece of hardware. Right. I don't, I don't know. People need to save up for this, especially in a pandemic time. I I seriously think they don't know how much they're actually going to charge for these things. I don't think it's finalized yet. I think Microsoft is waiting to see if Sony charges four ninety nine or five ninety nine, so that they can undercut it by fifty to a hundred dollars, just depending. You know, but that's what I assume. I got to feel that the PS5 is not going to come in at anything under 499 because I bet you that DualSense controller is an $80 piece of hardware. Yeah, you may be right. Because you can blow in it, Drew. Why? Because I've been questioning that since the, like, fucking DS days. It was cool, and then it was very annoying. Well, Jeff Keighley blew in his controller to make a fan go in Astrobot. The only game that'll use it for any sort of entertainment value at all. <laughs> all I can, all microphone, you know, all I picture speaker, is speaker, baby, playing Brain Age, going blue, 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 blue. You know what? You know what? I think this is this is another ah. one of those. You'll see it before launch. You'll be like, man, the devs are going to do some cool shit with this. And then four devs are going to do some cool shit with this. And everybody touch. else is going to make it a goddamn map button. Yeah, touchpad. <laughs> Even Ghost of uh, Tsushima, it's like, yeah, I mean, we could have just dealt with more buttons. That would have been nicer. Yeah, but at least it serves four different purposes you in are Ghost of Tsushima. Well, five, actually, because if you yeah. push it in, you unlock something later that you can do with it by pushing it in. Yeah, but I mean, it's just it's one of those things where it's like, um, you know, the the actual movements don't mean anything, really, right? Like the, having it be a touchpad is counterproductive. You could have just had something else there, set of buttons, had them do the same thing. Yeah, but Days yeah. Gone, where you swipe it for different menus. I'm like, come on. Uh, Days Gone was that was annoying. <laughs> The first time, what what comes? I turned it off, but what comes out of the speaker in Tsushima at the beginning? Uh, the sound of the wind, I think. Yeah, and I was like, "This sounds weird." I'm turning this off. I always turn off the speaker on the games. Um, hearing BB cry through the controller was the most annoying fucking thing I ever heard in my yeah, life. I like that, but I mean, I love Ugh. that game. I love that game, and I don't know why. <laughs> 
I just want a fucking controller with, you know, two and two sticks or something. I don't know. It's it was it was a better idea when it was in the Wii to have the speaker because the Wii's controller was something you could actually, you would you could hold up to your head if you needed to. It made just, more sense. Like, here's here's my head. thing. Here's my thing. I don't want to talk to my video games. I don't want to blow at my video games, and I don't want to wave my video games. Okay. I want to press a button, make thing happen. That's just me because I'm old. Give me a fucking controller. Anyway. Oh, what else is going on? We talked about Gamer Girl earlier. You excited for that FMV game? It looks kind of interesting. I'm not really into that type of game. It's like the other games from that studio hasn't interested me, but um, it looks like he's doing something interesting. I watched the trailer. Boy, the internet had a field day with that game. Well, removing it from the uh, PlayStation account on Twitter or whatever was kind of weird. So here's an interesting one, and this may tie into our talk of the Xbox event coming up this week. Microsoft has discontinued a 12-month subscription to Xbox Live. You can no longer buy 12 months of Xbox Live. So what are they doing? I don't. I don't know. That's that's the the only time they would remove something like this is when they're changing. And I think the rumor floating around now is that they're just going to create one service called Game Pass, and that will get you, you know. Game Pass Ultimate, and there's also rumors floating around that Phil's just going to come out and say, hey, online's free. If you want to join us in Game Pass, then you get all these games. That would be the smart move. But I mean, what what are we doing here? Like, if you remember when this whole shit started, Xbox Live was the only service charging to pay to play online. True. Then Sony joined in the party. Well, Sony's first response is, we think it's against (laughs) the idea of video games to make people pay, but their service was crap, and they realized, oh, we need the money to upgrade. Yeah, and now, let's be fair, games with gold and PlayStation Plus are kind of shit most months. Yeah. They're not great. Nope. (laughs) So, if Xbox makes gameplay online free... What do you think happens? Because then Sony's still charging. I think Sony still charges. I don't, I don't know what you would expect from Sony to do with responding. Yeah, I we'll see. They drop it maybe later, if that, but it's like I don't think they're changing anytime soon. I mean, they kind of need another service to replace it, because that's what Microsoft would do. They'd be like, hey, you, you know you want Game Pass. Let's be fair here. Of all of us that have Game Pass right now, would you cancel it if it you know, included Xbox Live. Like, you could cancel your Xbox Live and you'd still pay for Game Pass. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, what are they losing? You're still paying them. Because Game Pass Ultimate already includes Xbox Live. Yeah. So, you're not really changing anything. I think it's smart, because right now, I don't know if you guys know this, but you still have to pay for Xbox Live if you want to play stuff like Fortnite on Xbox. Even though the game yep. is free, playing online is not. And that's that's horrible. That's absolutely atrocious. So, I don't know. 
Anybody think of anything else before we start talking about this Xbox event? Uh, no, I don't have anything else. Um, well, we didn't talk about the Ubisoft thing, really. I mean, Ubisoft game coming out, everybody. Cool, I mean, done. but is it really anything to talk about? They didn't even announce a new game. Well, they just showed I off Legion. They didn't show, they didn't show off um, whatever Gods and I've heard Gods and Monsters won't be called that anymore, but they didn't show that off. They didn't show Skull and Bones. And that was the other thing. Skull and Bones is done, right? Like, I have to assume it's... No, they said they're reworking it. They're going to re... They also didn't show that Rainbow Six game. Remember that? Oh, yeah. All right, like, well, they, they showed less than they've announced. Yeah. I think that's the only negative conference I've ever seen. I uh, I will say this, though. I am... <laughs> the only negative conference you've ever seen. <laughs> well, you didn't announce anything new, and in fact, you didn't even talk about shit you announced like a year ago. I'm uh, I- I'm looking forward to Watch Dogs more now. I was interested in Watch Dogs I to begin with too, but I, know, in my, I, I've said my piece on how I feel about that series, even though two games in. So it's just one of those things where I was like, I don't know, I don't know. Feels like this game is actually darker than the second game, which I felt was too stupid and funny. So, uh, it'll be interesting. Um, I'll play it. Yeah, so we talked about that there. That's done, so no one can say we didn't talk about that. Um, The other thing was is that I saw people making fun of a uh, Paw Patrol game online. Oh, yeah, it's coming to Xbox, PS4, and stuff this fall or something. Yeah, and like, they're like, well... Isn't isn't he, like, aren't they trying to get him changed because he's a cop? God. I think I saw somewhere that somebody was trying to get the Paw Patrol dog. That was like a that was a brief uh, kind of tr- Twitter troll storm thing that got picked up by some places as legitimate. Yeah. I'm sure somebody took it seriously. Oh, yes, but people are dumb. Um, yeah, they are. I, but I saw that, and people were making jokes about the um, uh, Nintendo conference that happened, or the direct, I should say, that happened. A while back with the Bakugan thing, and it's like, well, if they announced this, it could. Um, oh yeah, the Nintendo I, thing is supposedly happening today, as of this, as of you listening to this. Sure, it is. Um, Super I, Mario yeah. Collection. Yeah, I, I, I'm looking. I didn't see anything. Um, well, it's Monday. Oh, sorry. As you, I said today, uh, as everyone listening to this, not thinking ahead, Ken. I was just going to go into the defending that, hey, kids still play video games and there needs to be video games for kids. And as someone that has reviewed quite a few video games for kids, I'm sorry, like, most of the stuff isn't trash. Like, Motherfucker, Crayola Scoot is the bomb. I didn't play that one. but That game's good. But that's what I'm saying, though. Like, the, the, you know, I, SpongeBob was good. The Scrat Ice Gauge game wasn't amazing, but I don't think it was trying to be. It was okay. Um... It, like games aren't bad like they used to be. Like, I have, I remember getting games for kids of, like as a kid and being like, "This fucking sucks." So like, I don't know. There's quality control to most of this stuff nowadays, especially if it's licensed. So I don't know. It's just a really weird thing that I saw people making jokes about on the internet, and I get it. Like, <laughs> it's just one of those things where it's like, "Hey, this." Remember the thing that you enjoyed doing as a kid that you still do? Well, there's fucking kids that are playing it, and you want to shit on them for playing Fortnite. And then no, there's other games. People. Yeah, I just it's such a weird thing where I was like, I don't, I don't get it. Like the Bakugan thing, I understood because Nintendo 
kind of hyped it up and then realized their fucking mistake. But like the Paw Patrol thing, like looks okay. Like I saw it and was like, this looks actually semi decent uh, for like a game that I don't know if they need to put in this effort. <laughs> you know, I, I think it's a ninety nine percent rule. Gamers are just miserable fucks that just want to complain. So whatever. So. Um, so let's talk about Xbox. Xbox events on Thursday. There's an hour pre-show and an hour show. And the only reason that we're having this conversation is because this thing has been talked about for about a month. So my question is going to be, what? I mean, there's a shitload of rumors. People know things. People don't know things. We know we're going to see a lot of Halo. But what else do you think is going to happen here? They have said that it is just games. There's no hardware, there's no services conversation, it's just an hour of games. I I honestly am at the point where I just don't the fuck. And what do you think, what, okay, what's your, let, let, have fun with it, what would you be like, OMG, if they just showed it? I mean, literally anything. Anything in your brain, your heart's well, You know what, like, like... You know, I'd I'd like to know that they're fine. Even if it's not Fable, I'd like to know what RPG project um, Playground has been working on. That I, bet you, it's I, I bet you it's Fable. I bet you it is. But even if it's not, even if they decide to just scrap Fable and do something different, I'd like to know what they've been doing. Um, as much as I'd love to see a new Perfect Dark, I don't need that, but it would be nice. Um, yeah, but what I you're saying, what you're saying, what you're like, Oh my god, what's what's your Ken's killer instinct from circa 2007? Because because, because <laughs> when they haven't fucking announced anything in months. So like at any point right now I'm just like starved for like something. You know, I'm I've not... got one. Okay. Drew's Drew's playing along and he's having fun. Thanks. Okay, listen, Halo Halo Halo's almost a known entity, so that one I'm excited for the most. So like I know, but my question was what is the game that they could announce that you'd be like Holy shit. Four player co op open world Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. Oh, Everybody watched that again. Here we go with this fucking shit. You started it. Right. You so said you asked. You asked. You fucking asked, Ken. I have to fucking back up Drew here, even though he's saying something completely yeah. stupid and not happening at so, all. It's I not, not happening. But would it not be awesome if we got a four player co op mm. TMNT game by Rocksteady Games? Yes, it would be awesome. Uh, <laughs> Thank so you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go something that. So here's the thing, Ken is, um, I don't I'm trying to think of how to say this without sounding combative because I don't intend it that way. I don't really care about any of the Xbox first party stuff. Um, I don't like Gears and Halo's a known entity. I'm excited for Halo. I, I'm hoping that it'll be good, but I don't care enough about their first party stuff to try to predict something. So what I'll do instead is predict third-party stuff. That's fine. I just want to know what they're going to show that would get you excited. I think, I hope, that we will finally get to see the um, what WB Montreal has been working on. Well, unfortunately, we won't because they have their own event in August. Well, then I don't care. But also, funny enough that you mentioned that because that could be one of the announcements at this thing, right? I would assume I, I I get the feeling I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure we're gonna see Rocksteady's game. I think we're gonna finally see that Suicide Squad game that they were talking but about. But that's but WB's doing their own event in August. That may be true, but I mean, you know, Microsoft be like, "Hey, here's you know, 
50 well, maybe, well, maybe they maybe they could because here's the logo if own get excited. Rocksteady now. Because they oh, own Rocksteady. Yeah, so that's a possibility. Uh, yeah. If they're saying just games, I, I'm sorry. I don't think they make that announcement. Mortal Kombat's coming to Game Pass because we own NetherRealm now. Does that not seem weird? Like I feel like that'd be a business announcement if they're saying it's just games. I, I... No, 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 no. I, 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 so I, I disagree with you there, Anthony. I think if you're going to do a just games press conference, the best thing you can do is announce a new studio that you own for making games. Okay. And what games are coming because of that partnership? I want to let you guys know that we have just uh, acquired WB Games. Remember, and... Jeff Geoff Geoff has an hour pre-show Geoff <laughs> before that he said you'll want to tune into because we've got some stuff to show. Yeah, and they were like, "Thanks, they're joining our wonderful community." And here's their new Suicide Squad game. Yeah, here's Rock. We own Rocksteady. They're making Xbox games now. Here's Nether Realm. They're making Xbox games now. Mortal Kombat 11 is now in Game Pass. Like if you had asked me two years ago, I could have told easily what I would want them to announce. Conquer. No. Conquer. No. Why would that specifically? I'd like to see a new Conquer. I'd love Conquer. to. See, I, actually wrote, I actually wrote a new Conquer down. Get me wrong. I also wrote down Recore. I know that's in everybody's game, but. It'd be nice to see another record game that's just a little bit more polished. Another realm has joined the team and are making Killer Instincts too. Um, oh my god, more! <laughs> if they still owned Alan Wake, <laughs> if they still owned Alan Wake, um, and had you know some control over Remedy, like a new Alan Wake, a new Quantum Break, those would have been great. But they don't have any of that anymore, so. Well, uh, Remedy's owned by Epic now, right? No, I don't think they're owned by anybody. Uh, Epic will be helped publishing their games. That's Okay, that's what I'm thinking of. And Remedy still owns all their properties, and they have Alan Wake back. Because Microsoft gave them Alan Wake back. I yeah. remember that now. So. so they're announcing Alan Wake 2 for Xbox exclusive. Ugh. Sure. I'm just throwing shit out there. I don't know. I mean, the thing is, at this point, they are going to have to announce some stuff that will make people want to buy their console. And I just I, don't know that an Alan Wake 2 makes anybody want to buy an Xbox. What, what would make people want to buy an Xbox? I don't... Uh, truthfully... Uh, ex- uh, no, go ahead. Exclusive rights to the next game in the Arkham series would, would definitely do it. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's um, what I'm saying when I say, like, I don't... I don't have any sort of expectation going in because like right now, like the only thing that I'm looking somewhat forward to that they have had announced that has, it isn't out yet is Hellblade two. You'll and see that for sure. So we'll see some of that. Sure. And Halo, which is coming out hopefully this year. At some point. <laughs> who, who so let me, let me add Halo. Halo will make people buy an Xbox as well. If yes. it looks really? different enough. From it will. The it will. last Halos. But wow. see, here's, here's, here's the problem with that philosophy though, is Microsoft's not doing that this gen. You don't have to buy a series X to play Halo. Well, you do if all the Xboxes are tough. They don't, they don't care. Like, that's the weird thing about this is like, that's Microsoft is going to yeah, they just want you to buy Game Pass. Yeah, we're, we're not forcing you to upgrade if you don't want to. Yeah, Any, like they've said that anything that out. comes out. Yeah, they said anything that comes out for Xbox exclusively for Xbox will be playable on Xbox One as well. 
Yeah, for the first like what two years or something. Two like years. That. Which Do is I... awesome, but at the same time, doesn't sell your console. It does not. I don't think they're worried about. Yeah, that. I mean that's I don't that's think the they kind of either. thing that 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 tips the decision. You know what I mean? If you're only yeah. going to buy one. That's my thing. Is like, when are we going to finally see Game Pass on PlayStation? The weird, the weird thing for me though is like, if you step back from a business perspective, this makes so much goddamn sense because ain't hardly a lot of people going to have five, six hundred dollars this fall to buy an unnecessary game box. True. So Microsoft basically saying, "Hey, you want to play Halo Infinite this fall?" Cool, you can do that. You can do that on a two hundred dollar machine. Yeah. You want a you want a weird game, Ken? Here's a weird game. Condemned. Hey, I got so I like I that. like Condemned. I like that idea. Bring back that developer and make Condemned three. But I got one for you. I heard a little a little little trickling of this one. Let me let me run this by you. See how you feel about this. Microsoft has got the rights again. And they're they're working with Capcom when they're making Dead Rising. Yeah, sure, whatever. That that that's but, hold on. Made by Undead Labs. I don't know who that is. Guys, it made State of Decay. State of oh. Decay. Well, it's going to be State of Decay with the Dead Rising skin on it. Like, I'm but, not trying to sound so critical. It's just it's one of those things where it's like I don't. I'm sorry, but Dead Rising has run its course. Yeah. Dead Rising 3 was the last good one. Oh, 4 was fine. Was Dead great. Rising 4 was fine. It's fine. But, it's like but if you, if you were to say Dead Rising 5, nobody's going to be like, I got to buy an Xbox. What if you... So, okay, let me let me give you the ultimate one. Undead Labs is developing, but it's being headed by Inafune, and it's more like 1 and 2. Oh, I don't want it then at all. Don't don't bring Inafune in on anything anymore. Number <laughs> nine, buddy. We never talked about it, but Inafune's like, I have a hand in the new Gun Striker, uh, 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 Azure Gunvolt. Gun yeah, Azure Striker Gunvolt game, and I went, all right, well then I'm not playing that. Okay, here's a, here's another one. Again, I'm just throwing all this stuff out there because I don't know anything. Phil says, uh, you know, this week he's been he's been doing a fuckload of interviews. He's been on the interview train the last couple of weeks. He said we need to do better with Japanese games on Xbox. I think people are going to be really happy. Well, let me finish. <laughs> he said, I think people are going to be really happy about the show on the twenty third. Right after he said that, what do you think that is? Blue Dragon Two. Really? A kid? No, a kid. It's the other one. Fine, Miss Walker. I got chicken steak now. We uh, got chicken steak now. What's the other one? Lost Odyssey? Lost Odyssey, Lost Odyssey 2? Yeah. Being led by Sakaguchi? Yeah. Uh, bring out Shinji Mikami. I know he's working on something else right now. He's but... working on a PlayStation exclusive, Drew. That ain't happening. Is it exclusive, though? It's timed that's, exclusive. That's what yes. I was thinking. Yeah, but that still means that it won't matter by the time it comes out. I have a weird, I have a weird one for you that is you brought up Capcom, a new Lost Planet. No. Imagine how good a new Lost Planet would look 
I don't care how good it would look, Drew. Look at the games, okay? The first one was its own thing. The second one was a fucking multiplayer game. It was not good. And the third one is criminally underrated space trucker game. Exactly. You make a fourth one. But nobody cared about the third one. That's one of those games that, like, are you really going to be excited about Lost Planet 4? You don't call it Lost Planet 4. You just call it Lost Planet. That's a thing we can do now. You can just name games like it's... You reboot it. God of War 3, God of War Ascension, God of War Ghost of Sparta. Oh, I'm sorry, but you cannot put Lost Planet in the same conversation as God of War. That is not the same no, appeal. No, but what I'm saying, yes, well, yes, you can. You just pretend the other ones never happened. Or <laughs> you do, and you just go, fuck it, though. This is our name now. Sudeki, just... Sudeki 2, motherfucker. Let's do it. Otogi. <laughs> I'll, dude, from software making Otogi 3, do you realize how huge that would be? For nobody, because nobody played a Togi one and two. I'll be honest with you. I don't know anything that Microsoft could do. The, the The thing is, is like Microsoft really needs to get. I don't know who. They need to get a game studio that makes something you've never seen before. But that's Microsoft, what they're doing. Microsoft, yeah, but I mean, they haven't shown anything. But that's, that's because they haven't they haven't let them out yet. But well, that's the reason why I said, like, when Ken asked that question, I'm like. I don't know if I want something that I've played before again. Like I, I literally just hand me anything and I'll be somewhat surprised. Like Microsoft needs their Horizon Zero Dawn. They need their Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, they do. And, and, and I, they, I hope and we see that. Them. And they need it. They need a new Perfect Dark game and just call it Perfect Dark Zero so we can pretend Perfect Dark Zero never happened. The so Drew, to your point, if you think about the the um the games that PlayStation has knocked it out of the park with this generation, it's God of War, Horizon, Spider-Man, Ghost of Tsushima. They're all open world, you know, RPG adjacent, at least games, which just does lend some more credence to Halo Infinite being an open world. I uh, bet you RPG like. Yeah. Honestly, that, um, that, I think that brand, um, has uh negative value at this point. That's I think they would be smart. better off I think they would be better off doing a new open world RPG that does not have the fable name attached to it. Yeah, I, I think I, I would after assume the last too. couple fable games and that one that kind of was um never got finished. <laughs> never released um, the four V one game. Yeah I, I think I think that brand um I think that brand hurts more than it helps at this yeah. point. I think, I think I think their brand, most of their brands hurt more than they help because when you announce a new Gears, everybody's like, eh. "New Halo, eh." That's really well, well, they haven't eh. had anything like it's been the same trifecta of Gears, Halo, Forza for how many years? Yeah, and Halo, unfortunately, the last iteration it was, was not very good. <laughs> it was bad. Let's just be frank about that. But that's why I said, like, when I said I wanted to know what that studio was working on that was RPG, I'm like. I don't know if I need it to be Halo for that reason that Ryan just said it. Just I like I'm you looking, mean Fable. Sorry, yes, Fable. Um, sorry, it's going to be Fable though. You know it's going to be Fable. Uh, it's the worst kept secret in the industry that Microsoft is building a new Fable. Yeah, so I, I, I pulled up a list. Curious on what what Microsoft owns now. Some of these might have changed in the meantime. Like some, like they own a lot of properties and they've done like nothing with them but one that came out um battle fang fist of the lotus 2 uh sure uh <laughs> battle toads 
probably that's coming out. Yeah, but we haven't seen anything of it. I've heard it's going to be shadow dropped on Thursday. Just right, well, um, I don't know if I need a new Blast Core game. I'm just looking at Dara, Aegis Wings, Age of Empires, Age of Mythology, Ascend, Hand of Cull, Azuric, <laughs> Banjo Kazooie, Battletech, Battletoads, Black and White, Blast Core, Blinks. You know, we probably will see more Battletoads. They isn't that supposed to be coming? That's what I said. Is there, there's a there's a new game that's being built, and I've heard that it's been raided, so it's going to be shadow dropped on Thursday after yeah, the I, conference. I got what if, what if they made a what if they came out and said, "Hey, we got Rare making a brand new Banjo Kazooie." I think well, people, Rare's making Everwild right now. I think people would be excited until they realized it's Banjo Kazooie. Well, Banjo is not so. Banjo, banjo hasn't been banjo in since the '64 guys. Well, that's because there was only been one game since then. Exactly. And let's be completely honest with you. That team isn't there anymore. They made the game. It was called Ukulele, and it was okay. That was it. I got, I got one for you. I got one for you. This is for Ryan. Banjo Kazooie, made by Double Fine. Yeah, Microsoft. I would like to see that. Fine now. How about Conquer yeah. made by Double Fine? I would love yeah, that would be double fine. Like if that's why you bought double fine, Phil, you got my you got my respect. Yeah, I could go for that for sure. I don't know if the humor would be the same. Like I don't know if it would feel the same because British. Sure, but it would still be funny. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah. I'm working through. Uh, was Bloodwake the boat game? Boat yes, twisted it was. metal. It's yeah. yeah. That can stay in 2005 or 2001. That's fine. I'm looking through. Uh, this is one that only I would care for. A new Comic Jumper. I absolutely love Comic Jumper. Okay, great. Yeah, but you don't have Twisted Pixel, so... It's true. Yeah, but I mean, that character I would just like more of. I don't know if I need Twisted Pixel. Like, I don't know. I like Twisted Pixel. They made cool they, shit. They um, didn't they cancel Christopher Sabat? I don't. I don't know who. The, I've lost track of my cancel spreadsheet. Sorry. Um, Christopher Sabasa guy did the voice acting for Comic Jumper. Oh, great! All right. Well, then never mind. Crimson Skies, new Crimson. No, uh, no. no. Yeah. Oh, Crimson Skies. I like Crimson Skies. I hate it. I hate it. Looking through, uh, they need a new Fusion Frenzy. Huh? I'd play a new Fusion Frenzy. Fuck you, haters! I like that game. Bomberman X Zero. <laughs> Don't you dare! That's Konami. What uh, if Microsoft comes out and says we're making a new Metal Gear with Konami? Fuck off! It's I don't want it. I, you I, 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 I would buy it. You would? No, I wouldn't. Yeah, you would. Don't, lie, don't sit there and lie. You would buy it. I. They own it on Discovery. Nobody wants Infinite on Discovery. Okay, well, I do want a new Jet Force Gemini. No, that's not happening. I would love that. Um, a new cameo. <laughs> I take a new cameo. I can't it's just I take like, a new oh, cameo. It's, it's the yeah. thought process of them going, and we have what her wants. Cameo too, and everybody be like, "What?" I, you know, I really think, and I, I hadn't really put much thought in it until this conversation, but I really do think, um, we've kind of hit the nail on it that a lot of their franchises that they own are really devalued. I'm looking um, through, and I'm, I'm not yeah, naming half of them. Like they're like fuck, um, Magatama, Marlo Briggs, Max and the Magic Marker, 
Maximum Chase, uh, Mech Assault, Mech Commander, Mech Warrior, Microsoft Flight Simulator, Train Simulator, Space There's Simulator. There's a new Microsoft Flight Simulator. I know, I know, but I'm just going through um, Midtown Madness, Monster Truck Madness, uh, Monsters Love Candy, Motocross Madness, Miss Explosion Man, Nightcaster, 99 Nights. Like, this is a lot you of gotta, stuff. You skipped the G's and you missed Grab by the Ghoulies. Well, I didn't bring it up because I figured... No I mean, it's only the best up. game ever made, but... <laughs> I'm just... Like, I've, got, I've been going through, so I didn't skip it. I just started giving a list off there because... Remember how there's another Phantom Dust game in the works and they canceled that and then they just released the first one and nothing with it? I mean, Phantom yeah. Dust is fine, but ain't nobody buying anything for that fucking game. Oh, the thing, oh, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Microsoft tried doing it with Xbox One. They had a game that everybody talked about. Nobody knows whatever happened. Scalebound. Scalebound. Yeah. That was, that was their, hey, this is a new IP. You've never seen anything like this before. We got freaking Platinum Games doing it. They're working their asses off on it. And all of a sudden, I mean, I mean they were working on that thing for like five years. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, well, even longer because, like, I remember seeing, like, the drawings from early on when like platinum began and it was just something they couldn't get off the ground. And they, they pushed scale bound tons of times. Every time they brought up like a, you know, coming soon, coming soon. And then bam, canceled. What? Um, yeah, I would love to read. I'd love to be a fly on the wall for those conversations about what happened in that game. That, that is insane. Cause I saw like, we saw footage of that game and it looked good. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, what that like you guys, like this looked like an almost finished game, and you cancel it. I. This is a very specific thing, but um, they have um, God, what's their name? Um, Obsidian, right? Yeah, they own Obsidian. I want them to do a Shadowrun game. Oh God, not that again! Remember the last one? Yeah, the last one wasn't Shadowrun the RPG. No, any sense to to anyone that likes Shadowrun? But as someone that that's on tabletop Shadowrun, if you could get Obsidian to make a Shadowrun game, holy shit. I mean, that would excite you, but I couldn't give two shits less. That's the thing. It would excite a lot of people. It's a That's a hardcore punk RPG. Which is a very yeah, limited whatever they're working, Whatever they're working on, they can't be all that far into. No, they're not. Well, they, they were just acquired by- last year, right? They and they finished up Outer Worlds. Right, they finished up Outer Worlds. And, They're working on that I mean, it's... team, I thought. Well, that's a small team. Still, it's an A team. They're working on what? The uh, Grounded game. Grounded. That... Oh, Grounded, yeah. The bug game. The yeah. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids bugs game. Yeah. Guys, the, the real one that we're going to get on Thursday is Torque. They really, they really, really, yeah. really need to stop having these big developers that they're buying releasing shit like Bleeding Edge. Oh fuck! That's so- <laughs> these these experimental games that don't really go anywhere. Yeah, like Bleeding Edge was neat, but my god, the the community for that game was dead in like a two days. You can't. You they need to stop chasing Trying. the multiplayer Fortnite crap. Fucking, we had that talk today about a different game, the Rocket thing. Rocket Arena, yeah. Stop chasing it. You cannot be Fortnite. You never will be. Someone I was thinking about the other day. Um, what are, what was Cliffy B's game? Lawbreakers. Lawbreakers. Oh, no. yeah. You're talking about the, the 80s. 
yeah, battle royale. The 80s battle royale that the game never actually released, so it doesn't yeah, matter. But it's still like that basically was him going, All right, I'm done. I give up. And it's like, yeah, well, you were chasing in audiences that already have a game that are playing. Yeah. What the fuck's wrong with people? I mean, we went through this with World of Warcraft back in the day. Yeah. Well, how about this? How about this, guys? Take a look at uh, Microsoft needs to stop. Take a look at what Sony's doing. Their top four are their top four games of the PlayStation Four. Think about it: Spider Man, Horizon Zero Dawn, God of War, all of which single player experiences. That's what they need to focus on: is single player experiences that give a good story, and that look good, and that play with a deep customization and, co- and like RPG elements to it. I think that's what Fable's going to be, and I think whatever the initiative is working on, which has been rumored, one of their projects is Perfect Dark. I get that. Yeah. If it's a single-player stealth action game, like in third person, I think it can work. If it's... Yeah. yeah. yeah so... I, I Bring back the aliens. Don't get super futuristic. Like, have it kind of, like, grounded to some extent, like the original... Oh, fuck. I'm very happy. Were you going to say Wombat? Uh, I was going to say, Drew, um, you know, I, I think you're you're also kind of hitting on the backside of another point as it relates to all this. What you just described is not what Microsoft has built their brand around. Um, you know, going back even to the late original Xbox days, but especially the 360 days, they had the, ro- the best and most robust online experience of any of the um, big three. And that's what they leaned into, not just from their marketing, but also in terms of the developers that they acquired, the brands that they acquired, where they spent their time, energy, and effort. And so it's um, single-player experiences like what we've seen be successful on the PlayStation this generation is not where they're – that's not their primary strength. They're going to need um, to start focusing it, on it's that. It's going to be, a, well, my, but my point is that's going to be a major strategy shift for them. It's not a, it's, I, I completely agree with you. It's a shift that they need to take, but, um, that's, you know, they, they, they have started to shift that direction by buying Double Fine and Obsidian and some of these other developers, but their back catalog of successful franchises was with the exception of fable which like i said has lost most of its name recognition mostly centered around multiplayer because that's what their strength was that was their differentiating factor in the marketplace kung fu chaos baby yeah (laughs) kung fu chaos (laughs) i mean if you think about it like that you you can tell that they have tried to focus on changing things up look at gears 5 gears 5 is a I've almost open worldish, right? Yeah, it has yeah. open world levels. Yes. Yeah, and so they're trying to give that more. They're they're trying to shift their games in that direction. Like I said, what, what they're probably going to do with Halo is make it like a open world, maybe a Far Cryish kind of game. They can do it. It's going to take time to do. But yeah, absolutely, it, and I think that's why they bought all those studios was to. Especially like their the the initiative that studio that we don't know yet. Like they built that thing what three four years ago. Who are they? Who are they based from? So that studio is basically like 
what you're exactly what you're asking. They sit between like Naughty Dog and Insomniac up in Seattle, and all they've done is poach talent from those two studios. So that studio is built to be their Naughty Dog slash whatever. But so I I agree with you completely. But my my point is more around the fact that they don't have necessarily. They've got the studios now in place to be able to do that stuff. What they don't have yet are the franchises that are instantly yes. recognizable where but people they, can say, oh, yeah, I know what another Horizon Zero Dawn game would look like. Or, yes, I know what another Spider-Man game would look like. Um, that's what they have to build. And so yes. um, they need to show not just studios that have the ability to make those games. They need to be able to attach brands to those games that are franchisable. Um, and they need to build they their, do, they their will horizon. not do that period. If they try to attach shit like fable to that stuff, because fable already has a brand and a reputation. And, um, that's why I'm saying it, it needs to be more. That's why it's hard for me to predict what we're going to see, because if they're doing things the right way, it's going to be stuff we haven't seen or brands we haven't seen. seen before. Yeah, That's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping we see two to three new IP that are going to launch over the next two years. Yes. Yeah. That's what I want. That's truly what I want. I'm not yeah. saying I don't want to conquer by Double Fine, because I totally want to conquer by Double Fine, but I want a new big game. I want a new game that's like, I'm excited about this. Yeah. And I hope we see it. I, I literally hope that this hour is like, because hyperbole is hyperbole on the internet, but a lot of people are, are leaning towards that this is Microsoft's thing. Like after that abysmal showing in May and Sony kind of coming out and let's be fair, it was good, but there wasn't anything in there that was like, holy shit, this is amazing. The only thing they showed that I remotely give crap about is Ratchet and Clank. I mean, Ratchet looks great, but it's not a, it's not a horizon. You know what I right. mean? Uh, I mean, they showed a horizon as well. But, they did, yeah. but we all know that game is a couple of years out. We know that. Yeah. I, I, but I just, yeah, I'm at the point. Oh, if I even with, I don't know. Showing me what you were I cutting out big time, man. I've not understood a sentence you've said so far. Oh, good. Am I better <laughs> now? Or yeah, it's better now. Yeah. Okay, that was weird. <laughs> I don't know if them showing me something that I have now is going to be the thing that sells me on a new console. You know, like I, as much as yes, a new Ratchet and Clank, yes, a new Horizon, like that is not the thing that has me excited. It's more of the thing I like, sure, but I also want new things to like. I, I'm, I'm sort of getting tired of just. Uh, I don't even want to call it nostalgia, but like this, this franchising of, of concepts. Like it's kind of like how all the movies nowadays kind of just like Marvel, Star Wars, for some Disney. Even then it's like Batman, like it's stuff that I, I, I want to see sometimes new concepts. And when we keep doing these these movies based off characters I love, it's like we don't get the new thing that's going to push us forward. So when you're asking, like, what do you want to see? Like, I don't know what I want to see. I want Xbox to come out and be like, you need to see this. And for me to go, 
holy shit. Like, because that's kind of how a Horizon Zero Dawn was. It's like, look at this shit. And you're like, oh my fucking god. Let's be fair, Horizon leaned into the one thing we all love, and that's giant dinosaurs. That are robots. Robot yeah. dinosaurs. Robot right. dinosaurs. That's all we talked about when that game was shown. Like, look at these that's fucking still, robot dinosaurs. It's still cool. I played the game <laughs> too long ago, and I'm like, this is pretty fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. It's, it's and, fucking rad. But I didn't know I wanted giant robot dinosaurs. It was always a thought maybe in my head, but I remember was like, you know what these video games need? Yeah. Giant robot dinosaurs. Yeah, absolutely. And, just, I, and I hope we see that. some wizards in there and we'll be good. Right. I need And I dragons. Need, and dragons. Like, of course, dragons. Like, giant robot uh, dragons. But like the dragons. scale bound. <laughs> Wizard <laughs> robot dragons. Ghost of Tsushima, I'm like, I would have never thought like I needed a game where a samurai confronts like his honor. But here we are, and I'm like, this is what I needed right now. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Microsoft needs something. Whereas, you know, Sony has done it for the last few years, but I'm going to be real honest with you, I have not seen anything for their future that I'm... It, it seems like the PS5 is going to lean heavily into here's more of that thing. And I yeah. wonder if this is time for Microsoft to strike and say, here's a bunch of new shit you ain't seen before. It's like, as much as I loved Spider-Man, I don't think Miles Morales is a selling point for a new console right now. So, for me, it's, I, I, I disagree, but I disagree because I that that game was one of my favorites of last gen like, or this gen. So. But it, it's so, just one of those things yeah. where it's like, I know how that game generally is going to play. What we need to do, what Microsoft needs to do, is do exactly what Sony did last generation. And the perfect example is God of War. Because if they announced God of War 4, you would know exactly what that game was. But when they released God of War... And it's a completely different freaking game compared to all the other ones. It made it better. People that's what I think Perfect that. Dark is going to be. I think that's what they're building it to be, which is fine. But as you say, we need new shit too. Yeah. But I think Perfect Dark, that game is going to be basically the new Splinter Cell. Which, hey, is, which was very different from what Perfect Dark was. It was a stealth game, but it was also a shooter. Yeah. Yeah. It was GoldenEye too. Yeah, uh, and 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 don't get me wrong, I love Perfect Dark more than I love GoldenEye. It's so fucking weird and somewhat heady, and and yeah. I think that could be really cool in a modern single player, big budget video game. And and fuck it, go with the alien shit again, right? But you change that game up so much that it's like something completely different. I'm totally fine with that. Yeah, I am too. But I, I in addition to that, I also do want. Microsoft's, for lack of a better word, Horizon. Microsoft's it's, Ghost of Tsushima. Hell, I want Microsoft's Days Gone. Yeah, yeah. You know? They don't even have that. They don't even have that. They don't have that A tier. Let alone the B tier. <laughs> exactly. Microsoft doesn't have their character action games like they have, like Mike, like Sony has Uncharted. Or, and that's why yeah. I was disappointed when, um, uh, fucking really, God damn it, Ninja, uh, Ninja Theory got bought by them and their first thing was a multiplayer shooter and then they're like and our second thing is going to be Senua 2 which I like Senua but like I hope it's more of like a bigger game which I think they'll get to do I'm since they sure got the they money will, but I have a feeling it's still going to like it's still not going to be you know their um 
but fucking god damn it, uh, enslaved or DMC or you know that that sort of super heavy action stuff. And it's I hope like, I hope it is, but I I also fear that you may be right. And and it's like I, when you buy that studio, don't get me wrong, I want them to do their Senua too. I don't want them to do the multiplayer thing, but that's just because I'm not a multiplayer guy, and I think they're chasing a audience. Overwatch. At all. Yes. <laughs> But like, was Overwatch, like, let's you be know, fair. it's the same when they bought um, Double Fine. I'm really hoping they bought Double Fine and tell them, like, no, we bought you for your strengths, not for your, and we've had this sort of conversation in this, but, like, not for your experimental stuff. Like, you can have a little bit of that, but, like. Well, no, he made that joke. Tim Schafer made that joke and said, you know, Microsoft didn't hire us to make maps for Halo. Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, like, even then, I, I like, I'm talking, like, you know, I can't bring off the top of my head what something that they've done that's been um, Psychonauts. No, Psychonauts is getting more money because of Microsoft. It's Psychonauts, actually getting finished. Yeah, Psychonauts is going to be Psychonauts. That's not what I'm worried about. I'm, I'm like, but I don't want them to go like, oh, brutal legend two type of thing. You mean right? like stacking or like <laughs> costume quest? Yeah, goddamn costume. Which I do love costume quest. I, I like stacking. I thought it was a neat game, but it's just like I don't want them to do something. Motherfucking Iron Brigade Two. Like it just—I need them to be working on something big, and like whether it's Conquer or their own thing, I don't care. I just want them to do something new. Like you keep buying these studios, but then you keep letting them do experimental shit. That was their goal. Yeah, but that that doesn't—you can be experimental and not feel small budget. Well, that's the difference, is they let them be experimental, but also give them the money. That was that was Phil's goal with buying those studios. Mm-hmm. was basically saying, like, hey, Double Fine, you don't ever have to worry that your crazy idea can't be done. In fact, do it at the highest level. Yeah, then I feel like we also, again, we get, like, games where, like, like Brutal Legend, where it's like, oh, okay. I mean, to be fair, Brutal Legend had a lot of money behind it. Yes, it I know. EA published. Oh, man, did I not like that game? Yeah, I like that game for like the first hour, and then I'm like, oh, it's this. And that's what I'm afraid of from not just Double Fine, but all the studios they're buying is like, oh, this is it. Okay. Like, I just hope we see some cool shit. Studio. Yeah, well, I do too. I, I don't know what I want, though. And maybe, again, I kind of just need to be told what I want. Yeah, maybe Microsoft will do just that. We'll find out Thursday morning at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. Here's here's 40 minutes on Forza. <laughs> well, there's a, it's actually what the the G off hour uh, pre show. Fuck off with that. No, it's funny. And then the hour whatever for the Microsoft show. It'll be interesting. There's a hell of a lot of pressure on them because their last one was kind of, bleh, you know. There's a, there were some cool games in there, I'm not going to lie. But let's see it, man. This is your thing. This is your time. This is this the is, one you've talked about. This is my E3 we're talking about, so let's not ruin it. Yeah, everybody else's E3's been kind of shit. Like, I don't like this E3 of when they're doing whatever they want to do whenever they want to do it. It's not been great. No. I want E3 back. Yeah, I told you guys you'd be mad when it was gone. <laughs> I always miss the conferences because I'm sleeping <laughs> or at work. So, uh, Anyway, we'll find out. We'll talk about all of it 
next week. It will be a very interesting conversation. I am, I'm actually off, so I'm going to be watching the whole two hours. I will not be. I took some vac- My work is stressing for us to take vacation days because everybody's getting just fucking mentally exhausted from all the shit going on in the world. So I will be constantly refreshing Twitter and watching Wario 64. Yeah, Wario's got the jams, man. That dude... I don't know how he gets the stuff. I saw the best comment this week was somebody joked with him. He tweeted the, the comment about my, you know, Sony would let us know when pre-orders for PS4 went live, and somebody literally just quote tweeted him and said, "I thought you'd let us know, Wario." <laughs> and let's be fair, that motherfucker's gonna be the first one to know. He will. Oh, shit. All right, let's do some tweets, then we'll get out of here. Uh, David says, I'm getting antsy for the PS5 and Xbox Series X. I keep going back and forth on which one I'm getting, or if I'm getting both, with the Xbox Showcase coming this week. Anticipating that. Just give me the prices already. Want shiny new toys. I hear you. Yep. If only we knew how much these things cost. We could figure out how much we have to spend. Chad says, hope you spent most of the episode talking about the ama- how amazing Tsushima is. We did. Well, uh, about 40 minutes. Yeah. I'm about six hours in, and I feel like this is the most I've been invested in a game since Witcher 3 or maybe Assassin's Creed Odyssey. John says, what dish, in your opinion, is better as a leftover? Something that's great if it's been in the fridge for a day or two. Kentucky Fried Chicken. Oh, that just sounds awful in the fridge for a couple no, days. No, 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 no. You, 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 well, I mean, you if you to, leave you it too to long. It, you have to put it in the oven, though, man. No, no. You take Kentucky Fried Chicken, right? You get your bucket. You just shove the bucket in the fridge. You pull it out the next day. All that fat that's usually, like, gross fucking gummy fat just hardens so you can eat it easily. And it still tastes fucking great. Oh, it's so good. Mm, I like barbecue. I, barbecue heats up pretty well. I mean, I got to go with the standard of pizza. Yeah, pizza man, only heats up well if you have a uh, air fryer. I mm, I don't know if I agree with that. I like oven, oven pizza. Oven yeah. pizza is fine. Yeah, yeah oven pizza, I guess, is fine. Gotta, it just kind of takes a it, you know you got to preheat the oven and all. Oh, that I, I I I well, broil. Sucks, yeah. I broil the pizza like when it's um like out of the fridge. I heat. I set the oven to about. I set the oven to about 350 degrees and put it in there for like three to four minutes. Yeah, that's not the right. Yeah, I, I like Thai I food reheated. I don't really eat Thai food. Yeah, I can't speak to that either. I don't I understand it, but out. I don't understand it. But a McDonald's burger is good cold. What is not good for McDonald's cold is fucking French fries. Ugh. Yeah, eat a McDonald's hamburger cold. I have. It's not hateful. You talking about like like a double cheeseburger or yeah, just like a cheeseburger, double cheeseburger, something like that. Their oh, junior fine. chickens cold or fine. Their junior chickens are good. Yeah, that's probably but, their favorite. My well, is that what used to be called a McChicken? I no. think it's still just called the McChicken, right? Yeah, McChicken is a different. So a McChicken is just like a uh, breadcrumbs or whatever on a chicken burger, and um, the Mc uh, the junior chicken is actually spicy. The burger's actually got like some spice with its breadcrumbs or whatever I on love, the side. It's I so love. much better than a McChicken. I absolutely love a spicy chicken sandwich. Oh. McChickens are dry. They're plain. Yeah, like I eat yeah. them plain, right? Like I have nothing on. So yeah, the junior chicken. Oh well, way yeah. Of better. course you're. Of course it's going to be dry if you don't get anything yes, on it. The McChicken is the, built to have mayo. Yeah, but yeah. Well, that's the difference. Junior chicken, you can have no 
mayo on it, and it's still great. Oh, I like a good spicy chicken sandwich. I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you something that is not good after being in the fridge. Anything from Taco Bell. Well, yeah, true. <laughs> Anything from Taco God. Bell when you've had, yeah, this, realized you've went to Taco Bell. Taco and, Bell uh, is the only fast food restaurant that is consistently eatable when I get it. I had this conversation with my wife the other day. Like, if you go to McDonald's, you got like a 50-50 shot of it being edible or absolutely atrocious. Yep. But if you go to Taco Bell, it's always edible at least. Like, it's never it's never great, but it's always edible. It's edible. I mean, it's the best way I can describe Bell. it. I will finish it. Like, I can go to Burger King and get a Whopper, and sometimes I'll take a bite and throw it away because it's so bad. Yeah, that's true. I will, I will never throw away Taco Bell food because it's fine. Unless it's wrong, I will eat it. That's the thing. If Taco Bell, like, that's the thing about Taco Bell, too, man. If you go to Taco Bell with 12 bucks in your pocket, you can eat, like, a fucking king. Oh, yeah, you'd be fat as hell after that meal. Oh, my God. 12 bucks will buy you, in Canada, what, um, like, six junior chickens? I mean, that's too many chickens. Yeah, but I mean, it's a lot of food if you start... Like, junior chickens are dirt cheap in comparison to McChickens, too, and they're better sandwiches. Taco like Bell the, is like dirt spicy, cheap. You like the spicy chicken. You like the spicy chicken from uh, Chick-fil-A? Oh, Chick-fil-A? I, I, I don't have Chick-fil-A. Oh, man, you're missing the best fast food chicken there man, is. I'm okay. No, you are not. Yeah, I don't really feel like supporting them. I'm pretty sure every fast food restaurant you go to has some racist asshole at the top. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> just, they are smart enough to keep their mouths fucking shut. So yeah, support that. <laughs> some of them are. Not all of them are. We just don't know. Um, just while we're on the, co- the topic of food, I've discovered the best way to cook pierogies is you boil them. What the fuck is a pierogi? First, you got to tell me what a pierogi is. Yeah, I don't know what a fucking pierogi is. You don't know what a pierogi is? No, it's I'm sorry. Oh my fucking no, it's god! Not a, no, it's not a Canadian thing. What is it? I don't it's know a, what it is. It's a, um, it's a, it's a. I mean, it's a Pittsburgh thing for sure. Well, it's an Eastern European thing. So, yeah. um, Ukraine, um, Polish, sort of. It's basically a um, dumpling, but they are sort of wrapped around like potato mixed with other stuff. So I generally have like a cheese pierogi, which is like cheddar mixed with potato inside. And then it's like the potato outside as well. Um, or dough, I should say, on the outside. Um, fuck, I'll, it's hard to describe without kind of just showing you what it looks like. You've probably seen them. I mean, just, the, the, I may have. For the longest time, I didn't know exactly what a cannoli was until I saw one. Uh, now I'm hungry. Anyways, a pierogi, a pierogi, like... You know what it looks so like if, if you're from the south? It looks like a, a, a fried pie. No, oh, it looks like, yeah, it looks like a fucking, yeah, I know what that. So it's, a, it's basically a dumpling, but usually filled yeah, with like potato. wrapped and, around something. I got yeah. you. So anyways, um, I boil them first, and then I throw them in the air fryer, and it gets crispy on the outside. They're so fucking good. Oh, it's so much easier than cooking them in a pan. Oh, so so fucking much. Uh, Mookie just says, "Can't believe you, I, can't, I can't believe you had to have them." Sorry, I'm just so disappointed. You need to have. You need to go out. You need to get some pierogies. They look like giant bacon, ravioli. Get some bacon and some onion and mix that in. Not onion. Yeah. 
Mookie just says Puzzle Quest. Curtis says, been seeing a lot of Xbox gamers saying the PS5 can't do 4K 60, because obviously they know they have a console. Uh, or native 4K. Isn't the PS5 capable enough? Uh, and how much teraflops does it take to do native 4K? So this comes from Ubisoft replying to somebody. Um, the Far Cry 6 trailer came out and they said it's only 4K 60 on Xbox Series X. Um, that's a marketing thing. The PS5 will certainly be able to do 4K 60. <laughs> Yeah, and they, they, I think, then came out and said afterwards, well, the only reason we only mentioned Xbox is because we were talking specifically about Xbox. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to assume Series X and PS5 are going to do a lot of 4K60 because there are some games on C- on Xbox One X and PS4 Pro. PS4 Pro, maybe not a lot that do 4K60, but I think most... Things will be capable of 4K. The problem is, is that developers don't necessarily like 4K 60. They'd rather like have a higher resolution and a 30 FPS. So I don't know. I, I really don't know how that's going to play out. But both machines are perfectly capable of 4K 60, depending on the game. So, <laughs> but yeah, don't. The number one thing that I've learned to do is to not click on any Xbox, PlayStation, or Nintendo post on Twitter because the comments are just full of people trying to justify their plastic box. And in fact, I saw an account this weekend that I almost sent to everybody because I just had to laugh at that Twitter account because it was literally a PlayStation guy who tweeted about nothing but Xbox and his Twitter account was called The Truth Hurts. And I'm just like, you play on PlayStation that's your preferred platform, yet the only thing you tweet about is Xbox. Like, Microsoft has got free rent in your brain. Man, I'm telling you, it never... If, if, I, see, if, I, if I see Phil Spencer tweet something, or if I see anybody from any, you know, higher up, and if I click on it, and oh, read the comments. It's awful. I get dumber as I read the comments. Yeah, it's it's absolutely disgusting how many people spend time worrying about something that they claim to hate. Like, oh my god, I I hate Xbox. I hate Sony ponies. I hate Nintendo fan. I hate all of them. They're disgusting. It's amazing how much free time you have to complain about consoles when Who you cares? No, when you have no real life friends. <laughs> it's 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 a machine that plays video games. Uh, like who fucking cares? Yeah, unless you're doing a podcast where you have to comment on stuff. Otherwise, it'd be a very boring podcast. I don't suggest. I, I everybody knows people have preferences. People like what they like, and that's fine. But like. Who cares? Stupid. If the company that's trying to sell you the product isn't fighting this, then why the fuck are you? Yeah. I just... Oh my You're god. You're not a samurai. There's no honor in it. Oh my god. Like, <laughs> seeing people talk about Phil Spencer like they want to punch him in the face, and I'm just like, what? what is this I man? I dare you. 
I no, I dare you. I dare you to punch him in the face and then you see him so you can enjoy the jail time you get for it. Oh my god. Fucking idiot. Ninety-nine out of the hundred people online that say they're gonna punch somebody in the face won't even leave their basement, so I'm not even worried about it. I know I'm not either, but you wanna do that, you go right ahead. Y'all need to drink or smoke drugs or something, because y'all are wound way too drugs. Don't uh, inject them. Only smoke them. Only smoke. Yeah, don't inject. That's bad news. Don't do that. Yeah. Just smoke or smoke them. them up your nose. No, don't do that. Don't smoke them up your nose. And take the rest <laughs> of it and put it put it in. You roll your, the dollar bill. All right. Roll the dollar bill or more if you're fancy, and then you you put it. I up swear, your nose. If, if this image was bigger, Anthony, I would use it as the the header for the podcast this week. <laughs> <laughs> He sent me a, a logo of Taco Bell with a quote below it that says, it's consistently edible. <laughs> I, I just put that up and I just made that in Photoshop. Oh my god, that's perfect. That's right, perfect. Uh, you just tell me the dimensions, Ken, and I'll, I'll get that. Well, we're we're going we're gonna to hook this up. Anyway, that's it for the show this week. I know it was a long one, but we had a lot to talk about between Xbox and Ghost of Tsushima. I knew it was going to be a lot of conversation. So, uh, But if you want to follow us on Twitter... We're at M4G Podcast. If you want to shoot us an email, podcasts at ztgd.com. If you want to follow us on Twitter, Drew is at Drew Leachman. Ryan is at WombatRP. I am at ZTGD, and you can follow the site at ZTGD Content. Uh, it should be an exciting week. I know there's a day of the developers on Monday, the rumored Nintendo Direct on Monday, which probably won't happen. Microsoft stuff on Thursday, and uh, Miss Piggy is on GOF stream tomorrow morning. You know that? No. No. Yeah. He's got Miss Piggy on. He had Alf on earlier this year. Now he's got Miss Piggy. I all I can think of every time a Nintendo Direct is announced, like rumored to be happening, is that <laughs> someone sources their uncle that works at fucking Nintendo. Of course, he which is. my uncle's awesome. Which, by the way, is one of the best parts of the Devolver conference is that they are lacking guests, so they bring out oh, one guy's like, I have an uncle that works at Nintendo. Sure. <laughs> And he's just making up bullshit on the spot. It was pretty I mean, good. let's be fair. We need to make up bullshit about Nintendo because Nintendo certainly isn't talking to us lately. Yes. Yeah. They, they certainly have like no games announced for the rest of the year. I know, right? Scary, isn't it? Like, I want some more Switch stuff. Bring it on. That's it for this week. Unless anybody has anything else, I'm going to go ahead and kick Craig on up out this bitch. Go for it. All right. Peace, Burr. Fuck you. Alrighty. And it goes something like this.
Yeah.